0: Hello there.
1: it's our birthday. It Yay. It
2: is our birthday. Our first birthday. Our first anniversary. Our show's first anniversary. Our friend anniversary is in December. Yes. So we missed our second anniversary, whenever that was. Yeah. I think we might have been traveling. It was like... Oh, yeah. Because you were in Louisiana for a really long time this yeah. year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, well. We made it. A whole year. It's episode 28. A Force Toast. A Star Wars happy hour. I'm Alice. I'm Laura. Yeah, and you're also listening to two disaffected holier-than-thou hoes. Hey, hey.
2: Yeah. So we won a trivia match this week, which was really exciting, a Star Wars trivia match. We've been on hiatus for a while due to SchmoDown. Mm -hmm. and
1: now we're getting back in our groove of what we enjoy doing best, and it's just walking in and destroying everyone. So for what are we drinking today, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we won something from Goose Island. It is a... Mm. <laughs> That's something that makes me want to shoot myself. It is a wheat wine ale aged in a bourbon barrel called the original bourbon county. I almost read that as county brand wheat wine ale.
2: So the thing that they told us when we won this was that this is like one the first beer ever to be aged in a bourbon barrel, which I don't think is true. Lots of places, I think, do that. But this is... Uh, it is... It is not a beer I would ever order and drink and try because it's pretty dark and syrupy and 15%, what is it, 15.8% alcohol by volume? That's fucking high. That's high for wine, let alone high for beer.
1: Yeah, I. it is of the flavor of soy sauce. Mm -hmm. I could literally dip sushi in it and probably not be
2: able to tell the difference. It smells like soy sauce for sure. It doesn't taste much like it. It's not like salty or anything. It's just like just kind of gag worthy gross but we got a big bottle of it and we won it and it's ours and I'm gonna power through and drink it very slowly
1: I'm gonna power through and drink it very quickly so I can move over to pink lemonade flavored Tito's and soda water sure so holler get ready for that one bitches
2: yeah so congratulations to us because we didn't really study much uh we kind of went in pretty cold to this Star Wars trivia match with the new trivia people like you know a new trivia company we would never competed with before yeah uh, although we did compete against teams we have competed against before <laughs> that was that was awkward that was awkward because uh, you know you run into people and you meet them at trivia and you hang out a bit and then you see them again and you forget that you saw them once yeah. before so that so it got a little weird uh, but that's okay <laughs> uh, they they didn't beat us this time. Uh, Which is exciting. We got to win. Our little team of two beat all the other teams in the room at Goose Island Brewery this week. And we've got a bunch more trivia's coming up, which is really exciting because C2E2 is happening at the end of this month. And so for some reason, every trivia company in the city is taking advantage of that and doing Star Wars trivia all over the place. So yay gearing
1: up back to what we love doing bringing back our joy for trivs mm-hmm. super excited about it
2: yeah we had a little burnout for a while but we're, we're bringing it back we're ready yeah we had a lot of burnout for a long while
1: yeah to be fair
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next
1: up housekeeping two very exciting announcements yep okay first off we're going to be on the Sith list again.
2: Yay! Uh, it was uh-huh. such a fun guest spot that we
1: did a while back. So we're excited to return. Yes. So we're talking with them this week. And that'll probably be out February 16th. Cool. And then at the end of the month, we are talking with Johnny Grasso for Rogue One, a podcast for winners.
2: Yay! Rogue One Johnny. We're excited. It's going to be fun. Yes. So
1: that's a new one. Super stoked yay this month is gonna be good i think yeah february
2: is gonna be so fun multiple trivias couple guest spots lined up we got some stuff in the works for march too so stay tuned for that in terms of guest spots so
1: also has part of housekeeping we got a ton of really nice voicemails from a lot of friends listeners and supporters and they're all very nice and we're very excited about having them So we're just going to be sprinkling those here and there instead of drink breaks just to mix things up a bit.
2: Yeah. So thank you to everybody who who sent those in. That was really, really nice and really unexpected how much uh, overwhelming love that we got this week. And it was it was just amazing. So we want to share those. Uh, The the stuff that we're going to post in here doesn't even include all the nice tweets that we got on our actual birthday. That was so fucking nice. Um, Thank you to everybody who wrote in, who liked it, who shared it, who, you know, Got a bunch of new people to listen to our show. I think just from that one tweet, it, like I, my mind was just blown. So thank you, everyone. That was so that was such a nice treat. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey. Yeah, I didn't
1: know. All I remember thinking is that Tuesday or no, that Monday night before. Don't know what's gonna happen. We're not the podcast for everyone, but we're the podcast for someone. Here we go here we go a year ago yeah yeah and then everything just surpassed anything we would have thought people were tweeting us about laughing really hard timothy was making us memes it was fantastic utterly delightful indeed super delightful we've been so fortunate and happy to be here and see what this year brings
2: yay year two let's do it go Uh, Speaking of journeys, Caravan of Corrections, (laughs) Alice, what do you got? (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't remember who, someone in our DMs, um, when I was talking about Resistance last episode, there's a guy, Griff, and I was like, oh, his helmet's really cool. It's like a Stormtrooper helmet with painting on it or something. Mm -hmm. I believe it was actually a pilot. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Helmet.
2: Imperial pilot. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: So that is... I think that's the correction.
2: All right. Something it. for Star Wars Resistance. So, yeah, I wouldn't know. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't correct you. Whatevs. Yup. All right. Now,
1: into news. Dun, 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 dun
2: All right. What do you got on this uh, George Lucas rumor that he's returning? Did you see anything about this? Hear anything about this? Because I didn't even see anything about it until after had gotten, like, debunked. Yeah, I didn't see anything about it until this morning. Yeah, so basically, I think people started getting all excited because George Lucas was listed as, like, a writer or something. He had some sort of credit on the Cassian Andor series. And so everyone was like, oh, my God, yay, he's coming back. But it's like, well, he gets credited because... On everything. Yeah, we're, we're using his story and his universe and playing off of his characters and shit. So yeah. everyone needs to calm the F down. But Clayton Sandell is an ABC correspondent, and he does a lot of work when it comes to Star Wars news and features and things like that. So he came on Twitter fairly quickly and was like, hey, uh, I actually did go fact check this. And just so you know, he's like, not actually involved in the Cassian Andor series directly so everyone can calm down so yeah he tweeted that just like a couple of days ago actually I think that was yesterday Friday the 7th well that'd be a weird thing too because Cassian is in no way shape or form his no definitely not I mean that's like yeah I'm sure there will be like references to other yeah. parts of the Star Wars universe in it but yeah there, there's I just don't like who would ever believe I don't George Lucas is never going to come back to Star Wars you guys no. he doesn't have to doesn't he have a baby yeah, I mean, I think she's probably two or three years old or something mm-hmm. now. That's but a lot of work. Yeah, I'm like, also, he fucking made like $4 billion on the sale of, like, I would never do shit. If I made a million dollars in anything, I wouldn't do shit again for the rest of my life. Like, I mean, it was cute that he
1: showed up to the Mando set. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of like, from his back-in-the-day friends, yeah. just like hops in on things. Yeah. But having his name on something is
2: weird always going to see that because he built the universe and he's not gonna ever direct he's not gonna directly Mm -hmm. write he's just gonna come and hang out but yeah the fact that uh, yeah come on come on guys you gotta you gotta think about this this is never gonna happen so but i'm glad that we've got people like clayton go out and fact check shit anyway so yay hooray yeah uh the other thing that was big in the news recently this week was the star wars hotel that we're gonna continue calling the star wars hotel it's actually called star wars colon galactic star cruiser this is the oh two-day adventure that people will be able to book uh, and go on a fully immersive Star Wars experience in a hotel connected to Galaxy's Edge, because I think it is part of your experience that you actually go to Batuu. It's somehow mm-hmm. connected. I don't know how. But yeah, this is... Did you read this article? What do you think? Uh,
1: yeah, I watched the video. So I, I remember when the like initial prices and stuff first came out. A long, I remember a long time ago, like over the summer, and there were all these big Twitter fights and drama about the price of it
2: yeah because it's like not reasonable for any normal family to be able to afford right yeah so
1: um i don't recall it being a it being limited to a two-day experience i i to me that was a new piece of information like i remember it was limited
2: yeah i i thought i remember something about it being like a minimum stay requirement And I I feel like maybe three days was talked about at one point. Yeah, four. Yeah, that there was a minimum stay, which sort of makes sense. If you're going to go through all Mm -hmm. that trouble, you want to make it worth your your while. Yeah. But yeah, two days sounds, that sounds more reasonable to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know if I would need to do this for three days. Because imagine like the people who aren't Star Wars fans that are getting dragged along to this, either by like their spouses or their family or whatever. Like, you need to make this reasonable for those people, too, you know? Yeah, plus you're going to have a whole
1: day in Batu. I'm assuming anyone who does the Star Wars Hotel gets, like, immediate pass to Rise of the Resistance. I would think so, but yeah, who knows?
2: It's hard it to It sounds say. like it'd be, like, a-, a
1: perk of spending that much. What I'm wor- or What I would be wondering about most is, so say we went, and I don't know how many of the rooms are, like... For two people. Yeah. Or if there are ones where you have to like bunk up and share, do they give you lockers
2: to put your shit in? Like a hostel? Yeah. (laughs) I imagine this is going to be a lot more high end than that. And I would think that they would have to the point where like lockers would not be needed, number one. And they would be, there would be safes like there would be in any normal hotel. Number two, they have, I would assume that they're going to have different room types. Like that video talked about how there would be like, you know, reasonable setups for families of five where there would be little bunks and things like that. But I'm like, there are going to be, like, couples that want to go do this. You're going to be able yeah. to, like, a- accom- like accommodate them, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, give me that king-size bed. <laughs> I'm going to sleep wide. Yeah. Just don't <laughs> fart on me. In my sleep, I can't control it. You can't control it. You just got to take it. No. You're such a
1: sleep farter. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice because I have have good smell and I sleep like a log. <laughs> so, Thank God. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, like... The way she talks about it in the video is almost like there's a mission you're participating in, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, what is that, a-, a? And then I'm also like, is
2: it just, just going to be like a shit ton of kids, though? God, I don't think so. I hope not. Because I'm like, think about how expensive it's going to be. And think, okay, you haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, and I've only been there for one day. But in my experience, just walking around one day, there actually there weren't as many kids as I would have thought, I mean, I was surrounded always by adults. Always. Yeah. Like, it was sort of rare, actually, to see someone, a lot more rare seeing someone walk around, like, in Galaxy's Edge with a stroller or with small kids. Like, huh. it seemed much more, atten- had a lot more attendance from adults than I would have guessed. I wonder what the little mission is.
1: And I also wonder if they give you kind of, like, an optional wardrobe. Yeah, you know, like you know, at Renaissance festivals where you go to take the old timey like picture portraits, yeah, and they give you like weird dresses and shit to put on. I wonder if they do anything like that for you. Well,
2: you would. Ha- I wonder how that's gonna work because it's like, not all humans come in the same shapes and sizes. You know, like we are all very different. There is a fairly wide variety of what we could all look like. So Welcome
1: to the starships lost and found. Yep. We renamed it Star Wars Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a mad dash. And then you put give it back when you're done and they wash it.
2: Oh, God, I hope so.
1: Gross. I mean, I would wear something from Star Wars Goodwill.
2: I wonder if they give you the option to bring your own costume. Like they give you an assignment before and you're like, this is the role you'll be playing. Because there are so many people that are so creative and want to build their own shit or add their own accoutrement, if you will, I bet they would have the option too. Yeah, I don't sew or any of that shit. I don't either. I want the stuff to be handed to me, and I just want to yeah. pay money to have it somebody do it for me. Yeah, so. I would just rent it or yeah, have Etsy someone make an
1: Etsy outfit for me.
2: I think this, but I think this is gonna be fucking cool. And I, my guess would be that it's something related to the story that's taking place within Batu. Which yeah. is the rise of resistance ride is part of that story, and taking down the finalizer is all part of that story. So, I would think it would have something to do with that. Yeah, in the concept art, there are
1: first order troopers, and then a lot of the people, though, I didn't see. I remember looking and not really seeing like plain clothes people in the concept art. Which yeah, you would think that there would be a good amount.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I wonder what the capacity
1: is. I, I have hope so that, many questions.
2: I hope that some of the cast members are dressed as aliens because the concept art had like a couple like Twi'leks and stuff mm-hmm. in it. So I'm like, well, I'm not wearing that fucking headpiece all day. So I hope that somebody else is. <laughs> oh, God, that drink's so disgusting. Every time. Every time it's going to be a face. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. So yeah. So there were projected prices. Those are Those were all estimates. I don't know where the estimates came from. There's no way to know how much this is going to cost yet. I don't know who thinks that they have the authority to post that kind of information or that kind of guess. But I'm like uh, a friend of mine like sent me a message and she's like, "Do you, so do you already have your reservation like booked for this? And I was like, no bish, but I've got a like savings account set up for it so that I can like, <laughs> be ready to go when it's time to go. I'm ready. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I need a job. It's opening a lot sooner than I thought it was going to.
2: Well, I was in a in a lift at one point when I was in Orlando a few weeks back, and we we, we drove by some building, and the guy was like, hey, that's going to be the Star Wars hotel. And I was like, huh, not much there yet. Okay. But who knows? He, he could have been bullshit, so you yeah. never know. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. It's crazy. Should be fun, though. I'm excited. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. I need a job. That would be useful.
2: It would be. It would be.
1: All right. So, before our next news topic, we're going to sprinkle in a bit of our buddy Rick. Here we go.
3: Hey, Laura and Alice. It's Rick. I just wanted to send you guys a little message. Say happy anniversary. Happy first anniversary. You guys have had uh, quite the year, 2019, coming into 2020, with the trivs and the show growing and celebrations and all that fun stuff and the drinks you know, the drinks. So, yeah, no question for me this time. I just wanted to send this along to you and just let you know that the growth that your show has uh, experienced in the last year is 100% warranted. Everybody loves your show, myself included. Um, And I'm glad to call you both uh, my space neighbors and my space friends. So, I will uh, have to save you a seat at the bar to celebrate this one-year anniversary at some point. So, cheers to you both. May the force be with you.
1: Oh, thanks, Rick. Yes, we need to. We should plan a Star Wars gathering. Yeah, like a
2: Chicago Star Wars meetup. Do like a little meetup. There are like, a bunch of us here. Mm-hmm. There are, and I. It's kind of. It's always kind of nice when we get. Yeah, we get to hear from Rick. Rick actually met up with once, which was sort of fun. Oh I bought, yeah. I I bought uh picked up a book for him at uh Comic Con. Good times. Yeah. And then I. I think it was Alvaro. He like messaged me about one of the trivias that you sent uh, to. Okay. So, yeah. So there's like, I mean, there's a bunch of people here. Yeah. It would, be so, it would be super fun to just meet up and have a little bar gathering sometime. Yeah. And some other
1: podcasts like, you know, there's Eric from Living Force. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Claire from
2: Imp Senate. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's a good idea. We should plan something. Yeah. For the locals.
1: Yeah. Let's well, try to be popular. But thanks, Rick. Your support has meant so much to us. And that was very nice of you to send that along.
2: Yeah, may the fuckery be with you. He was like (laughs) one of the first that started tweeting about our show, and we have been forever grateful, always for it.
1: Hashtag DTFT. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so back into news. Rise of Kylo, issue three, comes out this week, and we got a little preview.
2: We did get a little preview. It was kind of a lot of preview from StarWars.com.
1: I know. I feel like they give us too much preview. I'd rather have no preview than have this much preview yeah
2: just like give us the cover art and move on like this is too much preview the cover may have been out before but I don't know it's it's pretty cute actually it's got little baby Ben Solo with his blue lightsaber and then standing behind him is Kylo Ren with his red one yeah and then the Jedi school burning and exploding in the background yeah the cover's gorgeous the rest of the preview starts on a planet called Varnak in the mid-rim Which is kind of neat. And Kylo has, or Ben Solo has found the Knights of Ren. So he's basically just like chatting with them. He's like, hey, took me a while to find you. Sorry. He's in, like, his Jedi garb, and it's all, like, scratched up and shit, because I think he just, he literally, I guess, just came from, like, the temple.
1: Yeah. Last time we saw him, he had picked up the mask to figure out where the Knights of Ren were, and those three classmates showed up, and they were like, "Oh, fuck you. Yeah. And then he had to start fighting them, and then I think it ended.
2: Yeah. So we've been, we've jumped forward in time. We haven't seen how that fight ended yet, but we sort of get a hint of how that fight ended, I think. From this, from this comic and yeah. from this preview. big hint. He basically hints that he killed at least one of them, probably all of them. Uh, and then there's a little, uh, there's one little panel of kind of towards the end that shows the fight actively happening. You can kind of see Ben Solo talking through it with the Knights of Ren. Um, and then there's a little shot right at the end of this preview, a flashback of Ben Solo and the three Jedi from the temple that he's fighting. And then there are a handful of other Jedi sort of sprinkled without in this scene on this grassy planet where Luke's temple is. We see uh, Luke Skywalker, who's fucking adorable in this. on yeah, <laughs> this so shot, by the way. Yeah. It looks very much like Return of the Jedi era Luke Skywalker. New outfit, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool, but very young looking still. And Ben Solo, who looks like he's about 10 years old, He's super fucking cute. And then I, I think a lot of people had a really strong reaction to this little girl that's in front and center or front on the right side. A lot of people thought this kind of looked like Rey. I think a lot of people thought it looked like Padme. But I th- I think Star Wars just likes brunettes. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously, they really do. <laughs> there are no blondes in Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, that's a lot of people had a strong reaction to this. She's really cute. But I, I don't it's kind of interesting that they chose to put her so right in the foreground of this particular image but I, I have a feeling that this is a little red herring i don't think this is really anything yeah
1: it could be something that it just looks like a friend's daughter yeah for all we know like yeah. just like in a uh, rogue one what is it sw 0608 yeah that the number
2: it's like one of the production people it, yeah it's one of the writers or something kids
1: initials and birthday yeah um, so it could just be something like that. But one thing I like here is it falls into my theory that I'm sticking with hard is basically in this little thing, the Knights of Run are like, well, what bad things have you done? You gotta do bad things if you want to join us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kylo's like, well, I killed someone. And they're like, okay, um, cool. <laughs> and they're totally in cahoots with Snoke because they mention him a lot. But he's like, well, I killed a Jedi and I, like, destroyed and, like, exploded, like, this whole, like, training facility. So this is him admitting to doing it. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of what I was saying last week about maybe he did it on accident or he's just taking ownership on it to prove that he's a badass. Yeah. So even if he didn't do it or have anything to do with it at all or if it was just a total accident and he had no idea – This is where he starts owning up to it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the idea of him taking credit for it to seem like a badass. That seems a little, that seems more likely to me for whatever reason. I don't know why. But yeah, I think that that checks out. Street cred. Yeah. So, yeah. We all want it. You and I have it. All of you want it. I've got mad street cred. I've been called a hoe. Yeah. Love it. Disaffected holier than thou hoe. Yeah. it's perfect. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So, street cred. Yay.
2: Yeah, this head knight of Ren Dude is so hot. I kind of am into him. He's really good looking. I don't really know what's going on with like his skin or if he's just got a weird shirt on that's torn in some weird places. I think his
1: skin is like part burnt yeah. or something. Or it's like, maybe it's like, it's ossified. That's not the right word.
2: I don't know what the right word is, but he's a white guy that's got weird patches of what looks like some sort of rash or disease-ridden <laughs> skin or something. It's, it's like, like plaque psoriasis. It's like red <laughs> and dark purple brownish it's it's pretty gross maybe it's like in uh in
1: Game of Thrones Sir Jorah yeah Mormont how mm-hmm. he has like the gray scale or whatever yeah it kind of looks like that but he's a pretty good looking gray fox man mm-hmm I'm into him. Mm-hmm. Silver, yeah, me too. Silver Fox. Oh, Silver Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Gray Fox, man.
2: <laughs> I like it. Whatever. He's hot. He yeah. is. Um, so hot. I'm going to be so sad when he dies. But this is uh, this is interesting. I'm excited for this. I agree. I think they're giving away too much. I kind of wish that they would like pump the brakes on this kind of stuff a little bit. Because I'm like, it's like fucking $4 for this whole comic. Like I have to pay for the whole thing now. I feel like I've seen most of it. And it's so short. Yeah.
1: Oh. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. On to the next one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. Visual effects reel. Hmm.
2: So Vanity Fair came out this week with a, uh, an article by a lovely Anthony Bresnican that has the Industrial Light and Magic ILM visual effects reel for The Rise of Skywalker. So in addition to sort of showing the process of creating the visual effects for episode 9, There's little blurbs of information, kind of about how they did it, which I think is so neat. Some of the things that they posted on were Return
1: of Leia and how they did that.
2: Um, yeah. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was that they they talked about how her hair and costume were digital, Mm -hmm. which I wondered about because there was some press event where they had like Leia's costume in person there. Yeah, which I think is kind of cool. Like, obviously they would make a real costume, but it's just interesting. To know that she never really wore it,
1: yeah, it was just for the body
2: double and to like have a real outfit made. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, What else? I had sort of misunderstood. I think the training sequence. I like the way that I read it was that they had used like present day Mark Hamill to like shoot it. I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. He's like so much different looking now. (laughs) But like the article I read that like must not have been clear but yeah they used they they sort of do the shot by shot like where did they pull the shot from and how they did it and they they did it a little I think really interesting in a really interesting way with Leia where they show actually Billy Lord being the like a sort of body double in this one scene yeah and they show the actual shot that came from return of the jedi where that they superimpose leia's face on her and it's just it's fucking neat this kind of stuff i think is so cool these kinds of behind the behind the scenes things
1: yeah no it's super cool that i didn't even realize that they had used return of the jedi footage
2: well yeah yeah They'd, I think we talked about that at one point.
1: I don't know. It's it's all magic to me.
2: Yeah. There was something about like Return of the Jedi <laughs> dailies or something they yeah. were using.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine how much shit is stored over there? God,
2: I like can't even. It, it must,
1: must just be like a vault. It must be like in DuckTales when Uncle Scrooge or whatever just like jumps off the little diving board into a pool of gold coins.
2: Hmm. But Star Wars. Yeah. But it's like a gold mine. All the coins are just Star Wars. Yeah. Snippets. Yeah. Yeah, basically. There's a there's more shots of like Daisy and Adam fighting on top of like the stage that eventually becomes like the ruins of the Death Star on uh, Kef Bir, which is really neat. Yeah,
1: you know what I was thinking about the other day. What's that? Okay, so we've had the conversation about this lightsaber battle being a little underwhelming, right?
2: Yeah, between Kylo and Rey on the Death Star wreckage. Yeah,
1: and how they basically just got tired and quit.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: wondering if what kind of contributed to that is the fact that everyone was like oh we're only gonna use practical effects and we don't we're gonna avoid any cgi stuff as much as we can because a lot of the really cool fight scenes on um in the prequels were all computer generated like when on Camino, when Django and obi-wan were fighting some of it was real but a lot of it was fake yeah you know, and it led to a really, really cool fight scene. And the same thing with um, the same thing with Anakin and Obi-Wan's final duel
2: on Mustafar. Yeah. Like
1: a lot of it's real, but a lot of it is also kind of fake. Like, I don't know. It's just something that's been sitting with me. It's just that like, ooh, fuck the prequels, practical effects, No, nah. if that would have made a difference and if the scene would have been cooler, had they
2: gone that way added more digital effects and things. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder about that, too, because, like, I just feel like that there's some of the wire work where, like, she they're flipping up and down. Like, for some reason, it looks fine when Adam does it because I think he's landing and, like, he's doing it in, like, the water. But when Daisy lands at one point and she has, like, a superhero landing, it just looks so fucking stupid to me in the movie. Like, it just doesn't look like a very good... Like, it's a great execution on her, on her part or her stunt double's part or whatever on the actual flip, but the landing just looks really like sketchy like they didn't finish I don't know fixing it with their digital effects magic or something it just pisses me off but I I don't know the thing that I so I I don't know if I really buy into that because I'm like I think there are a lot of digital effects in this like not as much as Mustafar but I don't know. Well yeah,
1: but as far as like making the characters
2: themselves completely CGI. Did they make Anakin and Obi Wan like completely CGI in some parts of that? Because I saw them we I'm see them sure. doing a lot of training yeah, for those I'm pretty like sure
1: sure they they did. I mean I definitely know I I'm pretty confident there's some pieces that are hmm. especially distance pieces. Where just they're like, like they're little video game characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the the Django Obi Wan stuff, like huge part of it is. Yeah. You know, which you could have technically made close in real life i guess if you really wanted but there was no need because technology and stuff
2: yeah you know yeah i guess i buy into that i i kind of i buy that that theory yeah of them just trying to do as much like practically as they could yeah but i i'm all about doing things
1: i want things to look good but i also enjoy pushing the boundary of technology Especially if you can make something look cooler. But what they showed in this reel was basically the big piece of Death Star moving around and then water splashing everywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was cool.
2: Yeah. One of the other shots that they break down is Daisy Stunt Double doing this flip on Pisana over the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the opening teaser shot. Yeah, which is cool. And I'm glad that there's sort of like th- th- these kinds of articles exist to sort of give. A little bit of praise to the stunt doubles who don't yeah. get a ton of praise you know we never see them walking the red carpet being like oh i'm daisy ridley stunt double la, la, la. and so the, i don't know i like that this kind of thing would actually you know give her some credit for this that's kind of cool yeah because she's basically like a real life jedi so that's neat pretty much yeah. yeah badass so this visual effects reel is really really cool um i wanted to mention i so i've i've been to Lucasfilm and done the sort of ILM tour before a couple of times in San Francisco. It's super fun, but I've only been there once where they've done like the full, where they actually take you to a theater and you sit and you get to watch like a much longer version of a visual effects reel mm. that has a lot of movies that ILM has worked on, not just star Wars. So they oh, work like on Indiana Jones and stuff. Um, no, cause it doesn't go that far back. It's all new oh. stuff. So they would do, th- there was a lot, when I was there, there were a lot of scenes from captain America, civil war of like the airport, the hangar mm-hmm. battle at the end of that movie. There was a lot of like visual effects sort of, you know, break shot, breakdown of, of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, as well as some other like new it's all newer stuff that they're showing it okay. wasn't any of the any of the older ones but that kind of thing was really really neat and this was basically just a full rise of skywalker version of what i've that kind of stuff that i've seen before from them which is cool so this was really fun. I'm glad that they posted this, that, like, this is something that now the whole public can watch and not just if you can go to San Francisco and sit in their theater and watch it there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of that stuff, too, though, was on, like, the digital extra features release.
2: I don't know. I've dug through those DVDs, like, a lot, and I there's a lot of that stuff I hadn't seen before. It was kind of, I don't know, unless, at least the Star Wars stuff I hadn't seen before. So this was huh. this was kind of neat to get to see this. I think they did one maybe for Rise of... Or for The Last Jedi, but I don't know. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, I know that I bought that Amazon package where, like, there was the movie and then there was the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. as, like, two separate entities. Yeah. There's, like, a whole lot of special effects stuff. Right on. uh, In them, from what I recall. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah. That's all I got on that. Uh, This Disney earnings call from Bob Iger happened this week. There wasn't a whole lot of news or anything surprising that came out of it. It's kind of stuff we already knew, but he talked a lot about how, like, TV is basically the priority for Star Wars moving forward. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff.
1: I mean, I think even for, like, Disney Plus in general, it's TV shows and not, like, movies Yeah, that they're putting in there. Because uh, on the Super Bowl, we saw the Marvel Universe stuff, like, Loki and WandaVision.
2: Yeah. Yeah, which
1: yeah. <laughs> is really fucking weird but awesome
2: i know i'm like and i was talking to somebody i work with about it and they're like a big marvel person they're like i guess i didn't really understand what wandavision is i didn't realize like how trippy it's kind of gonna be and i was like oh shit man i don't know anything about that stuff but yeah yeah no
1: i mean it seems i'm excited about it i don't know much about it i know i like the big little olsen
2: yeah Elizabeth.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> this one TV show that I watch, uh, You're the Worst, they call her the Big Little Olsen because she's the youngest, but she's also, like... The most successful actress? Well, no. Th- they're, like, very tiny and short. Oh, and she's yeah. she's much taller than them. Is so she sh-
2: really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're, like, very just, like... Petite. They're very, very petite. Yeah. And just, like, they're very, very short, and she's much... Taller and stuff. Big so. little Olson. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh yeah. And then for Obi Wan, okay. So I think what the original thing was, they said they're still gonna be on time when it comes to releasing. But I think you and McGregor said they're supposed to start filming this summer and it got pushed back to early twenty twenty one. Yeah. That's a pretty huge difference to not affect the timing of the release. I think they maybe just wanted to get some shit in for Celebration, which clearly isn't going to happen anymore.
2: Yeah, which is too bad. Would have been nice to have, like, not even, like, a full, like, Kenobi panel, but just, like, a little something. Like, just... Just give me three minutes. Like a mention of it, you know? And yeah. I don't, like, they're probably not going to talk about it at all now. I know. Or just let and McGregor,
1: like, stand on a stage and talk and I'll look. Mm-hmm. What if he just sang Moulin Rouge songs?
2: I'd be fine with that. I would be down with that, too. I would pay to see that. Yeah. I'd pay double to see that shit. Yeah. I want a picture.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In a video. I want your picture of you wearing the wedding dress. I would Next to him with, <laughs> yes. like, a heel up and yep. a bouquet. Mm-hmm. Like ha! I want that picture because th- yes. that'd be really funny.
1: Yes, perfect. Uh, let's see, Mando season two is out in October.
2: Yay, that's exciting. So we've
1: got that. I have no idea where that show's gonna go, but if we found a Baby Yoda village, I think I would like show myself. Hmm, pretty much. I would ink myself.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> per the Quaran, like the corn in the Clone Wars. <laughs> yes, good times. Mm, anything else?
2: No, I don't think so. Uh, the Bob Iger call like i'm so glad that people post like transcripts of those calls i'm like who the fuck wants to listen to all that that'd be so boring
1: <laughs> yeah well i remember it was like a really big deal one of the quarterly calls like a year ago or something and like people were on listening i guess they're trying to get information about the final movie or maybe even when they're trying to get information about the last jedi to see if anything was mentioned like people were like shareholders sat on that fucking call forever and oh it was yeah it's like, the
2: most boring shit ever.
1: star wars fans like
2: we'll listen in on this just like just for this yeah i, yeah. I totally just to listen for any like little star wars tidbit we get and i am forever grateful for that because then they can transcribe it and I can read it later. Mm-hmm. Holler. <laughs> so uh, now we're on to like a bunch of just fucking book drama and book news, which is really fun uh, and always dramatic because Del Rey likes to keep things interesting, oh. I think. <laughs>
1: interesting and not the happy way. Yeah. Should we take a voicemail break first? Yeah,
2: let's take a voicemail break All before right. we get into uh, Star Wars book drama. Let's go.
1: Let's hear from another one of our day one Supporters, Anthony. Yay.
4: Miss Laura, Miss Alice, it's rural Farm Boy. So Force Toast Girls show turns one year old. Well, dang. I can remember back when Yun's was kind of teasing a little bit about your show coming up. And I couldn't wait nearly to hear what this new Star Wars podcast can be done by two girls. Because that's got a hitch to me. Because when I was that naive 10-year-old barn boy, two girls took me to see Star Wars. Not A New Hope, just Star Wars in the theater. And then many a year later, Yunstu come along with a brand new show after I've been listening to many Star Wars podcasts for many a year. But Yunstu, doing your own show, in your own way. And I know Miss Laura's is maybe a little bit new, newer to the Star Wars fandom, but she's a Star Wars fan. And also Miss Alice. These are like daughters to me, if I might say. And I'm so glad that you made the choice to go and make and do and share all your exploits on your show with all of us. It's been a fun year of listening. And I'm looking up to many more shows that you choose to go and make and do and share with us. You're listeners. I'm just one. I'm just one listener. There's many more than me. Happy anniversary, girls. And I look forward to so many more Forced Toast star wars podcasts in my playlist this coming year may the force be with you both love you girls and i'll see you on the radio
1: oh thanks anthony may the force be with you too
2: He's so, so nice. Anthony, we're always proud to be included on your podcast pay- playlist and all of your lists that you post on Twitter. We are truly honored. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for, yeah, re- literally being there from day one. He's been on board.
1: So happy. This
2: it's is amazing. such a
1: joyous episode. It really is. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, as Laura mentioned is the soap opera that is Del Rey publishing.
2: (laughs) That uh, we need to still send our email to them and be like, hey, can we get advanced copies? And they'll go back and listen to our show and be like, yeah, (laughs) no. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck no. And we'll be like, yeah, that's fair. Uh, So Thrawn Ascendancy is book one of the new Thrawn prequel trilogy that Timothy's on is writing.
1: And there's an actual title for this trilogy, right? It's called... uh... Yeah,
2: isn't it Thrawn Ascendancy?
1: Oh, no, the trilogy as a whole, you mean? Okay, yeah, I think this is Thrawn Ascendancy is the trilogy. Chaos
2: Rising is this individual book. Book one, got it. Okay. So book one has been delayed to October 2020, which is too bad. Um, it. Yeah, but at least... Uh, At least they're letting us know now, and we're not sitting here waiting for it to be released on May 5th. But yeah, again, now here's a book that we thought we were going to be getting before Celebration that we're now getting after. So I'm like, okay, that's too bad.
1: Oh yeah, it says right here, the trilogy is called Ascendancy. Book one is Chaos Rising. And this all starts... With a young Thrawn when he's in the Chess Ascendancy.
2: Yeah. I'm okay. still sort of on the fence about whether or not I'm even excited about this. I, I, I'm i not. I don't feel excited about it right now. Like, I bet it's going to be really cool and I'm going to really like it because I really yeah. like the Thrawn trilogy, but I don't, I don't, I'm not excited about this now. I don't care.
1: Yeah. No, because I don't feel like it's going to add on and I feel like it's such an isolated part of the universe. Yeah. That it's, well... Isolated. Well, I'm also just
2: like, (laughs) hey, where's okay? This is me representing all Star Wars fans. Like, hey, can we find out what happens to Thrawn after? And Star Wars is like, oh, Thrawn prequel. And we're like, no, we want to know what happens after. And they're like, Thrawn prequel, haha, young Thrawn. And we're like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Unless we get Rebels too. I guess. I'm like, be nice. I'm like, we just, I just, I don't, this isn't what I asked for. I don't want the Thrawn. Prequel. I want the Thrawn sequel, but it's fine. I guess you can't get can't always get what you want. No, you really can't, especially no. not with Star Wars publishing. No, but books are books are good because
1: okay. Here's the thing: Would you rather see a Thrawn sequel in cartoon or book, like a long series, several
2: season cartoon,
1: or three books?
2: I mean, I would rather get the cartoon as long as it's mm-hmm. not fucking like Resistance like, you know? and
1: I. I feel, I do have a good feeling that Rebels is coming back.
2: Yeah, I do too.
1: I feel like there's been enough, like, awkward chatter that we'll get it back and we'll find out what happens.
2: Yeah. I think Star Wars, like, I think they leaked that shit on purpose to see how people would feel about it.
1: Well, I just feel like it's been so obvious ever since they pulled everyone out of that Australian Comic Con.
2: Yeah. Because it's just weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Unless there's, like, some really fucking bizarre video game that they need all their voices for. Yeah. It's just weird, you otherwise. Were talking,
2: you were talking about the uh, Boston Comic Con a few weeks ago. Did you see that Tia Sakar and uh, Ezra Taylor, what's his name, are going to be there? No. Yeah, that just came out this week, so that's kind of cool. Oh, nice. Cool. Or they're going to be at a Boston Con. I assume it was the same convention we already talked about, but who knows?
1: Yeah, I actually never went to that one when I lived in Boston. I haven't been to a lot of cons, just because there's so much encompassed and i only care about so few things yeah that that's it just kind of never why worth it.
2: i get that that's kind of why i don't really have any desire to go back to comic-con ever god you've made good progress on that drink you've drank a lot more of it than i have it's because
1: i'm just chugging the fuck out of I'm it i'm only
2: like halfway through mine you're like done i know good I'm for you just, i'm chugging it i'm chugging it like a
1: boss i'm in got my princess leia cup I'm just fucking it's like half like it, worn off from the dishwasher.
2: I feel like I'm drinking soy sauce. like this is just it's, it's it is soy sauce, yeah,
1: it's disgusting.
2: Why did they think this was a good idea? Can you put vodka in tea? Yeah, like plain vodka and regular tea? Yeah, haven't well, yeah, haven't you ever had the uh, iced tea flavored? Isn't there iced tea flavored vodka? I'm pretty sure there is. Oh, well, I don't know. People usually mix it with lemonade. I might have to do that for a drink break. Yeah. Okay. Once I finish this soy sauce nasty. Yeah. But Seriously, you know like, what? We won it. Who at Goose Island sat down and was like, yeah, this is done. Let's pull it out of the barrels and bottle it and give it to these fucking unsuspecting poor people that just played this dumb trivia game. <laughs> Maybe it needed to be aged longer than 2018. I just think they needed to not. I think they just needed to not. This is gross. Yeah. It's gross. Let's see. Uh, It says, enjoy in
1: a snifter. I don't know what that means. So from this image, I'm guessing a snifter is a beer cup that looks like a wine cup that has a short stem.
2: Oh, it's like a brandy glass, maybe, where you're meant to swirl it. Yes. You're probably meant to drink it in a really small quantity and not the giant quantity that you and I are drinking it in right now.
1: I mean, this is not really that big of a bottle. No. It's like a double course Light.
2: Yeah. And we're just going to drink the whole thing. We We are going to drink
1: the whole thing. And I'm going to put vodka and tea, goddammit. Do it. With a tea kettle that Laura got me for my birthday that was very nice. And I use it all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew you needed one. It's the, one of the most useful gifts. That and the leopard print scarf. You have no idea how useful those gifts have been to me.
2: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was sick of drinking microwave tea when I came <laughs> over here. So it was mostly a gift for me, but Ulterior I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Oh, uh,
1: fuck. God, that's just a genius bomb gift for you.
2: Yeah. Maybe you'll gift me like a Task Rabbit gift card to have someone <laughs> clean my house now. That's a really genius bomb gift for you. I might do that.
1: Yeah, your birthday
2: I, is too far away. I, we got to figure out something to celebrate. My half
1: birthday is April fourth. Okay, I celebrate that because Alice in Wonderland celebrates half birthdays. Right on. And my name's Alice. Mm-hmm. And shit, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Your name's shit. <laughs> my name's Alice and shit. <laughs>
2: uh, I am gonna get tanked on this gross beer. Holy shit! Okay, let's talk about Poe. <laughs> I'm
1: really not excited about this book at all.
2: Dude, I like, I know that you're not excited because you don't care about the sequel trilogy characters. Do you think that you would have been excited if we had gotten a Poe young adult novel before The Rise of Skywalker and you would have gotten to know him a little bit more and then you would have gone into the sequel trilogy like knowing the characters a little better or at least this
1: one? If it was before, I would have been more interested in reading it, yes.
2: Okay. I do think it's weird that it's coming out now, but uh, so the website Polygon.com got this exclusive interview with the ri- the author of a new Star Wars book that's young adult novel that's coming out in August 2020. Mm-hmm. So the book is called Star Wars, colon, Poe Dameron, colon, Free Fall, which makes me think that this is going to be like part of a series or something, but I think it's just a standalone yeah. novel. But it's about a, uh, let's see. Poe's hot-headed teenage years is what I took away from this description.
1: Yeah, it's just weird to me that he's getting a book. He had a comic book. I didn't read his comic book.
2: I didn't read the comic but series either. Yeah, no. he had a comic series.
1: Now he's getting a book that's a young adult book. Yeah. oh I hope there's not, like uncomfortable feeling sex scenes like in fucking galactic spire hope or whatever that book was. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called either.
2: Crash we, of Fate. Yes.
1: Yeah. We did the same thing last time too. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. We're always going to forget yeah. the name of that book. Crash of
2: Fate, fuck. So the description that they posted on the on in this article, which we'll post the article if you actually want to read the interview with the ar- with the author Uh, The description, it's been a few years since Poe's mother, who was a pilot for the Rebellion, passed away, and Poe and his father have had more trouble connecting. Not sure what he wants to do with his life, teenage Poe runs away from home to find adventure and to figure out what kind of man he's meant to be. So Zori Bliss is in this book. Um, So if we're going to get any kind of uncomfortable teenage, underage romance, it'll probably between them. So yeah, there's this mention of Shara Bay, Poe's mother, in this description. Mm -hmm. Of course, they don't mention her by name. She was such a fucking cool character I thought in Shattered Empire in that series that comic series um I'm reading the new Star Wars comic yeah. series now, and she's in that, mm-hmm. which is always kind of fun. Kes Dameron, his father, is in it, too. Yep. She's she's one of the more compelling characters, I think, and we just don't get any information about her. I would sooner like to get more information about her than I would about Poe.
1: How old is he when she dies? I, I, it's him... hard to
2: say. that It's been a few years since she passed away, and I think he's supposed to be 16 or something in this. Okay. For
1: some reason, I was under the impression that he was pretty young when she died.
2: Yeah. Maybe we'll get flashbacks,
1: yeah. of his childhood growing up a little bit because we know eventually he does go to like the academy and shit, right?
2: Yeah, and he was. We know that he grew up for at least for a time on Yavin Four, and that's about as much as we know. I think. I don't, I wonder where he is during this new comic series that's taking place at the same time as Empire Strikes Back, or immediately after it. Like, I want to know where. Where did they ditch Poe? I guess. Is he with, like, I guess it said something about, like, living with his grandfather or something. Oh, I didn't know he was born yet. Yeah. Because they mention him in the new comic series. They're like, yeah, that's, they say something about having a young son.
1: Oh. Huh. Yeah. I've read a couple of them because Luis has gifted me some. Some more codes. uh, Some codes. Where does he get these things? They come with the physical copies.
2: Oh. Mm -hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh, I got a Marvel subscription to the yeah. new one. Yeah, I read the new Vader as well.
2: Oh, nice. It looks yeah. really good. Did you like it?
1: Uh, The end of it, you're like, I just
2: made a face where I froze my eyes and like dropped my jaw and just didn't move. So no one can see that. I also can't see it because you have a pop filter on your mic. So I can't see that Hold on, i show your face. You again. I did this. Uh, okay. So well, how would you describe that to the people who can't see
1: you? Well, I just did. I, my eyes were like wide. And my jaw dropped as low as it could drop. And then I just froze. Like, um. So you're saying it ends with a little surprise? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Luis and I were having some conversations
2: about it. I'm excited to read it. I'll have to check yeah. it out. I'm just annoyed because now I'm paying for, like, so many fucking comics. I'm like, I've got the Kylo Ren comic, which I'm fine paying for because I love it. I've got yeah. the new, this new Empire Strikes Back series, post-series, that I don't love yet. But I'm mm-hmm. just kind of powering through it. Like, I was going to do, like, a, I was thinking about putting together, like, a recap for it. But I'm just like, I just don't, even, that... I just don't even fucking care that much. Yeah. Like, I'm not into it yet. Mm. I don't know. So I just couldn't be no. bothered to do it. Yeah. I pre-bought
1: all the, all four Kylo Ren issues. So it's not like. I
2: couldn't figure out how to. Because, I like, I've started doing this thing now where I have, like, the Marvel, like, I've got a Marvel app. I've got a Comixology app. I've got a Kindle app. Some of them sync with each other and some of them don't. I, like, have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying to fucking read these goddamn comics. Yeah. I wish they'd make it easier. It's
1: so confusing. I think Comicsology and Amazon are the ones that
2: are linked. Gotcha. Well, yeah, no, I know that. But, like, yeah. the But the Marvel, like, thing doesn't link with I just I don't get
1: it. I don't yeah, get it. Yeah, I got very confused trying to redeem a promo code the other day. But yeah, it's just, like, ugh. Although what I do love about the digital editions is that it auto focuses for you yes
2: that's what i because i can't see anything on the paper comics i have to have my screen bright and i have to be able to like zoom in yeah i I wouldn't
1: know where to zoom or where to focus or what's something important to focus on or i would maybe miss like what order to look at things yeah and i love digital because it just lets it, it just does, lets does me it scroll. Yeah. yeah.
2: Takes all the work out of it. Yep. Hashtag win. Which is why I endure all the confusion about having four <laughs> different accounts and four different apps just trying to read one damn comic. Holler. So this book
1: comes out, this book on Poe comes out when?
2: August 2020.
1: And it's by an author we haven't seen yet, right? Not
2: now. in the Star Wars universe. Uh, the author's name is Alex Segura of the Peter Fernandez mystery series. Um, Apparently that's uh, something I popular. Okay. I don't know. So this will be fun. We get a new author. That's always exciting. Yeah.
5: All right. Should we talk about
2: Project Luminous? Project Luminous. Ooh. Where are we? The Project Luminous.
1: Project Luminous beings are thou the your face. Liberty, thunderous applause. Um. Can I make a tea kettle? Yeah, that's fine. We are picking back up with Project Luminous. Yes? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So we're finally getting more information on February 24th.
2: Mm-hmm. Coming up here soon. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I know. It's been such a weird thing. I have no idea what it's about. It's just weird that they keep mentioning it and keep teasing it and keep talking about it but not talking about it. I'm like, okay, okay there's a thing called the art of the tease and y'all need to fucking learn it because you can't just like randomly mention this fucking publishing initiative for like over a year and not tell anyone what it is. Like that's so fucking annoying. Like not even a star Wars movie does that. Like they give us a teaser a year out and we know what it is. And then they give us a little more and we know more about what it is. We've now spent, I feel like over a year, maybe more like two years or something like not knowing what the fuck project luminous is like just tell us (laughs) i'm worried about being really underwhelmed oh god yeah god yeah they should be worried about it too if i were sitting at del rey right now i'd be shaking in my boots like what the fuck yeah because i remember
1: we were both talking like maybe it's going to be a certain point of view but for empire yeah You know, but then uh, what was this tweet that you found? Yeah, this is
2: so again, we mentioned him earlier. Clayton Sandell is a correspondent for ABC um, and he he's sort of in on all the Star Wars stuff and he's got sources at Lucasfilm because he works for ABC, uh, same parent company as Disney. But they um, or I guess I guess Disney is the parent company of ABC, whatever. Mm. He works for them. He posted on January 28th, the countdown is on, Star Wars Project Luminous, February 24th, 2020. That was fairly vague, which is about on par with everything (laughs) else that we've gotten about Project Luminous up to this point. But then on January 30th, he came back, probably addressing some of the replies that he got to this tweet, saying, What is Project Luminous? As already announced, it is a publishing effort to tell a big, interconnected Star Wars story. Key don't hold your breath for any movie, TV, game tie-ins. On February 24th, we'll learn about stories, characters, release dates, and most intriguing, the era. Hashtag no spoilers. And there's like a hmm emoji. Yeah. And the whole, like, I guess, you know, the the rumor right now is that this the era is going to be the High Republic era that is occasionally sprinkled and peppered throughout the canon. We've gotten it now mentioned in what? The couple like a couple of comics was it mentioned in mandalorian or something mentioned in kylo that's right okay uh yeah i don't remember worlds what really sucks is that we're
1: just gonna miss like next time we record we're just gonna barely miss out on what the fuck it is damn it that's <laughs> know, so right? annoying it's gonna be two days later air <laughs> <Your> day. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: well oh, uh, maybe there will be some leaks or some shit. Yeah. But, yeah, I have no idea. But the people associated with it, I pulled up some sort of article. Uh, Kevin Scott, who did Dooku Jedi Lost. Mm-hmm. Claudia Gray. Everyone loves her. Yes. Queen. Uh, Charles Soule, who does the best comics. Danielle Jose... Older. Older. I can't... My glasses. I can't read. And I'm too old. Uh, he did last shot yes he did mm-hmm. last shot
2: and i think he did didn't he do something else it was something like the last jedi novelization or something oh, Daniel he's hot. Is his name
1: oh he wrote yeah he wrote last shot and he contributed to a certain point of view
2: he must not have done the last jedi i must be thinking of someone else
1: yeah he just did a thing from a certain point of view and last shot
2: gotcha okay so
1: yeah he's good looking man so um and Justina Ireland as the other. And she wrote that book that
2: came out in October
1: that I didn't read. Yeah, it was like a... It Spark was, of the Resistance.
2: It wasn't young adult. It was even lower. It was middle grade. So we didn't read it because it was aimed at a younger audience than us. But I don't know. I, I don't know much about her. Yeah. She was at Comic-Con. She seemed cool. But that was all, right. all I got. sweet. Yeah, so I'm like... It's
1: weird to me bringing in all these writers is it going to be all novels are they going to do audio dramas
2: because they keep calling it a publishing initiative my thoughts are that it's going to be a sort of like combination of all those things it's going to be comics it's going to be novels it's going to be all over the board in terms of young adult adult middle grade whatever it's just going to be this whole thing about some new era we don't know anything about that Mm -hmm. that's what i that's the impression that i'm taking away from it and i'm trying to just keep my expectations low But I'm like, you can't just tease something for, like, two years. Well,
1: I also want a new era to be introduced visually. Yeah. That's my other thing. I'd rather have a visual introduction, even if it's short, and then get into the books after than have, like, this huge book introduction. Because think about it. Let's say it is this High Republic era. Yeah. And they come out with five or six books. Right, Mm -hmm. and then they come out with a TV show or a movie. Well,
2: that's what he just said. It's not going to be those things. It's not going to be. Well, no, I'm saying
1: this project in particular has to do with High Republic. Let's say that's the case, and then eventually they decide to make a movie
2: in that same era, unrelated to Project Luminous.
1: Yes, if you're going to tell me that all that movie would be perfectly fine and good and great without knowing anything about all the background that came before it and all the stuff that was laid down. Yeah. Like, come on. It's like, to me, it's better to start with, like, a main foundation
2: of visual and then... Have, like, the journey to supplemental type of things like they do with the movies, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not going to do that because you have to, you know, you keep in mind the people who are reading the books and the comics aren't the general Star Wars viewing audience, so... I don't. I don't think that they would do that just for that reason. They don't want to have a bunch of people come in and not be in the know of what's going on in this new movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I. I. Th- I would have to. You know. You said something about two years, just as an example. I bet they have two years worth of material already planned out. Like if they were going to do a movie two years out, they would already be working on that. Yeah.
1: You know how I wish we were in this group, Delilah Dawson. Really. I love her. Yeah. Yeah she just seems so cool
2: it did seem weird that there are some there are certain star wars writers that are excluded from this like repeat writers like delilah dawson because mm-hmm. like she was at comic-con 2 on this panel oh. where they kept mentioning project luminous i was like is this awkward for the people who aren't involved that like weren't invited to the party is this weird for them it's weird for me i'm, I'm yeah. i feel weird watching yeah yeah i don't know fair so, yeah, we still have nothing on Project Luminous, but here we just spent a good five minutes talking about it. So there you At go. At least. Yeah. And
1: I, I'm i really kind of pissed off that we're going to find out about it two days after we record the next
2: episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe oh, we'll we throw
2: together a bonus or something. I yeah. don't know. Uh,
1: we'll see. February is busy. I don't know. Probably yeah, we're busy. We de- have trivia and shit. We have people to destroy. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Don't
2: get your hopes up for anything yeah. um, except for us destroying people. Um, so then the last thing on this list to talk about is Force Collector. Did you start reading it? I just put this? initial thoughts.
1: I, I started reading it. You did? Okay. I'm like 30% through.
2: Did we talk about it last episode or no? No, we
1: haven't talked about it at all. Okay. You just mentioned you were listening to it. Yeah, I
2: finished it. Oh, I you finished, finished it? it. I finished it like a lot quicker because the end of it goes really fast. Oh. The end is really good. Okay. Yeah. I would love it.
1: Although... So just kind of a quick aside on Force Collector before we do recap on tap time. What I don't like about it initially is it feels very in our universe as far as, like, high school and I'm going to my locker mm-hmm. and, like, da 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 So except for, like, all of the random species names and droids around, it feels like it's very... It, it it's like fucking saved by the ball.
2: Does it not, does it just not feel Star Warsy yet?
1: Right. It doesn't okay. feel Star Warsy yet. And they just started traveling um, to other planets. And that's the point where I'm like, oh my God, what? Uh, so anyway, I, it kind of annoyed me, but I'm enjoying it. And I'll, I'll have it finished for next episode. We can talk about it.
2: Nice. Yeah. I'm down. Um, I'm really excited for you to get, I'm trying to think of what chapter I was in. I think I made like a mental note of it. But there is a really fun Dooku-Jedi lost connection (gasps) at some point. What? So I'm really glad that we read that because it was just interesting. Also, oh, another thing. Well, before we get into full on recap on tap, I started listening to Dark Disciple. <gasps> yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm doing the thing where I'm, I'm jumping back and forth because now I've got my Audible synced up with my my Kindle account. And so I jump back and forth and I'm reading because like this is the fun thing, you guys. If you check these old books, if you've missed canon novels um, that you haven't like read yet, they go on sale on Amazon every now and then. So I bought Dark Disciple for like six dollars. On Amazon a couple of weeks ago. And then I have the, I have an Audible account. So I got the credit. And so now they sync up and I can jump back and forth and it's awesome. How far along are you? I am not far. I wanna say I'm like maybe, I think I'm on chapter five, maybe. Okay. Like I'm, I'm still very much at the beginning. I'm at the part where Quinlan Voss has like found Asaj and mm-hmm. they're both going after the same bounty. And so now it's just kind of this tug of war between the two got of them. Him. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. So good. I can't wait for you to finish it and then yeah. you can tell me how much you're obsessed with it. Um, I love it because Quin Quinlan Boss has the same force power as Carr in Force yes. Collector. They have the same ability. Yes.
1: Has does Calcastus and Does he? Uh fall in order. Interesting. Well it's force Force echo, force sense is okay. what they're calling it. So he's like, oh, something bad happened here. Interesting. So I don't know if it's necessarily like, oh, you touch a cup and you see everything that happened in that cup. But he can, like, put his hand on somewhere in the ground and see that there was, like, a shipwreck or something like that. So it's okay. a comparable.
2: Yeah. It's a comparable. Ability
1: ability yeah yes thank you yeah, yeah yeah. needed that I like it um speaking of
2: Cal Kestis should we just get into recap on tap? Recap
1: on tap full-on Jedi Fallen Order you're gonna spoil the shit out of it right now am I right I'm gonna spoil the shit out of it just for you because I know you're not gonna play it
2: no I'm not and I'm excited okay. to hear about it but if you don't want to hear about it uh and hear how the whole story of Jedi Fallen Order goes please get the fuck out now or look at our timestamps. we'll post the spoiler timestamps to avoid
1: okay So, let me tell you about Jedi Fallen Order. I. Okay. Okay. So, basically, this game is really fucking cool. I'm trying to, like, scroll down my notes. And it was really hard for me to figure out at first because I couldn't figure out, like, how to show the map. And the map, it shows you what all you need to do. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily, like, tasks you need to complete. There are little games and puzzles, but there's stuff that you just need to go look at. Yeah. In order to get to, like, the main boss fight. Okay. So we start out, and Cal Kestis is the main person, and he has BD-1, Mm -hmm. which is, like, an awesome droid. He doesn't have BD-1 at the beginning, but at the beginning, I think he's working on, like, Corellia. Okay. And trying to keep his, like, Jedi power hidden, but he does keep his lightsaber on him. And uh, he has, like, a work buddy who knows that he's, like, a Jedi who kind of escaped and stuff. Yeah. His lightsaber's yellow, right? I don't remember. I
2: don't know why I thought that. Never mind. Sorry.
1: You have an option later to pick a lightsaber color. But um, I don't remember what color his saber is. Anyway. So he's on Corellia. And, like, the Inquisitors come up. And they're like, yo, I think there's a Jedi here. da 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 and his friends like, mm, I don't know, I think you're wrong, blah blah blah. Anyway, his friend gets killed, and his friends like, listen, just like keep it quiet, da da da. His friends protecting him. Mm-hmm. So Cal starts like going on a rampage to escape, and there's like troopers everywhere. He's like running through this train, trying to like get away. And then inquisitors stop him. And the second sister is very big in this gameplay.
2: Yeah. And I've seen pictures of her. And I've seen people being like, this is the fucking coolest character in this
0: game. Yeah. Her yeah. real
1: name's Trilla. And then there's another sister that shows up. Uh, the big orange one that looks like a man. I don't know. Is it fifth or ninth or seventh? Some number of sister. The really ugly busted one. Okay who I thought was a brother. Okay. Anyhow, so Cal's fighting second sister and then he gets rescued last minute by these two people. And there's this girl Seer, or Siri, don't know how you pronounce it, and like this guy who flies the ship and they're like, "Yeah, we rescued you." Da 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 da. Like, here's a holocron. She's like, "Yeah, I used to be a Jedi, but I'm not anymore." Da 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 da. Like, you can open the holocron. And I'm kind of like, "Mm, is this a trap? Because, like, this is a little sketchy. I know they rescued him from the Inquisitors.
2: Like, what a coincidence that this former Jedi showed up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I'm like, you can just turn it back on. Like, I saw that in The Last Jedi. You know, you can just turn it back on and, like, open that fucking holocron. Yeah. But basically, her old master or some dude she knew had a list of the Padawans or the Force-sensitive children in the, galaxy. in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, okay, we can get that list and we can, like, train a whole new generation of Jedi. And, like, you're going to help me, Cal, okay? He's like, okay, sure, I guess. Like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So they're going around and they're traveling, like, to planets because he's got to collect certain shit. And he goes to one planet to find this magical temple. And he finds BD-1,
2: which is the cutest little droid. He is the best. And He's so cutie. He, like, rides on his back, right? Yeah. Really quick, do, where, do you know about what time period this is taking place in? Like, how far after Order 66 are we? I think it's, like, five years. Okay. Got it. All right, cool. Not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but
1: something around there.
2: Yeah. And um, so BD
1: one actually projects, like, his former owner that – I'm not sure if it was Siri's – yeah, I'm going to pronounce her name Siri. I'm not sure if it was her master – or, like, someone she knew. He kind of looks like Dara Dahl from Homeland. But that's a sidebar. So, he's like, oh, yes. I study these ancient relics. There's all of, like, this, that, and the other bullshit. There's a hollow crown of kids. Blah, 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 blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. you mm-hmm. got to, like, do all this bullshit. So, he's... So, Cal's then, like, okay. So, now I have to go to this planet. And he keeps having to go, like, planet hop to find these missions. And eventually he ends up on Dathomir. Oh, cool. Which is awesome because it's full of all of these like zombie Night Sisters and actually like Dathomirian men.
2: Okay, like so, like Maul.
1: Yeah. And you have to like kind of fight all of them off. And there's one true living Night Sister left and she is awesome. Oh, cool. There's also an old man. He used to be a Jedi who's a total dick. Who like runs around. So there's all the Night Sister magic of like the green, floaty shit, and then yeah. there's
2: the like old man Jedi and Is he just living in harmony with the Night Sister?
1: Uh kind of. It's he kind of like lied about power and he's kind of He's just kind of like a creeper who's kind of in charge of stuff, but not really. He's not a good guy. Like, you have to fight him. Oh, okay. So, Cal's running around, and, like, as he runs around, you get these flashbacks of training sequences, and that's how you learn powers, like force jump or force push and pull. Okay. And his um, Jedi Master is the same species as Zeb. Oh, cool. Nice. And, um... Anyway, so you're running around, you're trying to find like keys and shit and ways to get this holocron, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, eventually one of the flashback sequences goes to order 66 time. Aww. And it is so sad because they're on a star story together and Cal's finishing up his training and you've got to do like all these moves to pass and you know, In just, the
2: flashback, so you're like playing yeah. as young Cal. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: cute. Yeah, so
2: then you get there,
1: and then, like, you just see his master kind of, like, holding his head and, like, stumbling, like, oh, something's wrong, and then he just, like, stabs the stormtrooper next to him because he knows what's up, and then he's like, Cal, run, take this way, so you've got to, like, climb through the Star Destroyer and, like, get to the escape pod area, and then, like, his master, um, all of these stormtroopers come up, and, like, his master gets shot, but Cal still drags him into the escape pod and he just like watches him die as they escape from the star destroyer. Aww. It's really sad. But it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so Cal ends up getting some magic key that opens the temple to get the fucking holocron. The night sister ends up going with him cuz she's like, well there's nothing for me here anymore. Like I have literally no family. They're all dead. I've just been by here by myself talking this nut job former Jedi. So that was really cool to see. Like her join their little posse
2: and use her magic witch powers so she joins up with cal yeah oh that's weird you i don't wouldn't think that they're on the same side but okay
1: yeah well i mean she doesn't have anything else to do on she's just bored yeah yeah
2: i mean it's like it's a dead
1: planet yeah essentially except for the dudes but all of her somehow she's like the baby survivor huh of all of the night witches yeah so she goes, Cal goes to finally get the holocron, he achieves it, and then Second Sister shows up, and is like, ha ha, you fool, and then takes it from him. Okay. So he's like, oh, God damn it! like, I lost it. He goes back to Siri or Seer, whatever, and she's like, oh no, uh, we have to go to, like, the Inquisitor planet to go stop them, uh, and she explains why she cut herself off from the Force, so Second Sister was her Padawan oh fuck yes so trilla second sister it was her padawan and basically um she got caught and like tortured or something and gave trilla's name up so they captured trilla or like some somehow they captured trilla turned her into an inquisitor and then siri got captured and in her rage like went full on dark side just like she was kind of being tortured, and then, like, everything just went batshit crazy. Like, people just, like, died. Stuff just scrunched up. It was, like, awful. Yeah. But, um, anyway. So, Cal goes back into the ship, and he's got the night Sister, and he's like, oh, my God, we have to go, like, stop this nonsense. Let's go talk to the Inquisitor, or go fight the Inquisitors. We've got to steal that holocron back, because that's, like, super bad news, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so nasty bad news. And, um, so they're, like, going to the Inquisitor planet, Siri's like, okay, I'm gonna be a Jedi again, but let me tell you this. If I do some dark side shit, like, just deal with
2: it. You just gotta be cool with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, suck it up. Sorry. Interesting. Too bad. So they're, like, going to the planet, and there's a whole blockade, and then they're like, how are we gonna get past it? And the Sisters like, mm, I got this. So she uses, like, her magic to, like, hide the ship getting through the blockade and then uh cal and siri like hop into some escape pods that look just like the ones that ray uses from the falcon on last jedi Mm -hmm. and they go underwater because basically the inquisitor tower it's like a planet of water and then it's this huge tower and there are all these hallways underwater to it so they both like land and they escape separately so you're like running through these hallways underwater Anyway, there are, like, action missions, and you've got to, like, shoot all the shit and whatever. It's really hard. So, eventually, you make it to the torture chamber. Okay. And the torture chamber, it's, you know, like a chair thing, and there's, like, lava and these metal grates. And second sister shows up, and Cal's like, what the fuck? She's like, fight me, bitch. You know? And you're like, oh, goddamn it!" So, like, you've got to fight her to get the holocron back. And okay. then all of a sudden, like... Siri shows up and she's like, mm, Yep, I'm gonna fight you too. Blah blah blah
2: blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah. So they get the holocron back, and then who shows up? Fucking Darth Vader. Whoa. Yes. Because so we're on the Inquisitor planet. Yeah. 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 So presumably
2: he's like hanging around training these little fuckers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Vader shows up, he's like, Trilla, fuck you, and he chops her head off. Then Siri's like Oh my okay, god. I'm oh my c- god, really? Yeah. 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 Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so graphic. So then Do you can I mean, see it, does it look cool? You don't fully see it, but oh, everything yeah. looks really pretty. Cool. But uh so Siri, Siri, whatever, like goes like to fight him and she's got like an Inquisitor lightsaber because she had stolen it from someone she goes to fight him, and he's just, like, boom, and just, like, bitch slaps her into the lava pit. Wait, and is that how she dies? You'll see. Okay. So then, uh So then it's just Vader and Cal. And Cal's, like, holy shit. So he's, like, running with his holocron. And there's this whole, like, level you have to, like, jump through and, like, use all these special moves. It's very complicated. But um, Vader just starts getting – he gets so angry. He just starts doing, like, force crushing everything around him and, like – having everything, like, vacuum, just crunch towards him. Oh, my God. Anyway, so you eventually escape his cowl, and then you go. You're running through one of the underwater hallways, and then um, he finally gets to this door, and you open the door, and you're like, oh, I can finally leave the fucking thing. Vader's at the fucking
2: door. Yeah, of course he is. So then you have to fucking fight Vader again. Vader loves being dramatic, so you have to expect him to just be dramatic. (laughs) I know. And I'm
1: like, fuck, why are you there, bitch? so uh anyway so you have to fight him a lot of these things you don't have to like win the boss fights you just have to fight them long enough for something else to happen so
2: that you can escape
1: yeah yeah so bd1 who's a baller hops on vader and starts like poking at him and electrocuting a suit oh god yeah (laughs) so that's
2: kind of what saves you was that the fucking secret to defeating vader this entire fucking skywalker saga was to just send your droid in to do your work for you (laughs) just poke him
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so then (laughs) siri shows back up out of nowhere oh my god okay and she's like so they're they're under they're in this underwater hallway thing she's like i survived what's up yeah she's like hey mm, i'm here So, she starts doing, like, dark force stuff and just, like, crunching everything. Yeah. So, Vader's starting to get, like, very pressurized. And Cal's like, no, don't use the dark side. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. She's like, bitch, I told you I would. I was also playing this at, like, 3 in the morning. So, she kind of, like, makes... She makes a bubble kind of around her, like you were saying in the Clone Wars. <laughs> the
2: stupidest power in the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she starts like crunching everything and then she like makes a bubble to like stop crunching everything. They pop out a window and they start swimming towards the top. And they both have those mouth breather things in, like yeah. you see Obi Wan and Qui
2: Gon have and uh-huh. Menace. The A9 A a nines, yeah. Oh, that's what they have mean. a name. Yeah, okay. they have a name. A ninety nine. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so anyway, they start swimming up, but yeah. they're totally like out of their league here like because it's so far it's so far yeah so they're starting to swim up and then they pass out.
2: Oh, fuck. Even with the breather things, they like just get tired because it's so far.
1: But then the Night Sister shows up. Whoa! <laughs> yes! Awesome. The Night Sister shows up and she saves them. Like She's swimming down. And she's like, did she just like out for like a
2: recreational swim or does she like sense that they're in danger or something? I think she sensed they were in danger. So she
1: saves them. Yeah. And then they're all on the ship and they open up the holocron and it's just like a big atmosphere with all these dots all over the place like stars of where the kids are yeah and cal's like "Mm, yep nope and he like does his lightsaber through it because he like had a vision on one of the planets he visited that like the kids would all end up being caught and tortured and stuff anyway yeah so he's like it's better just to keep them all secret than it is to like try to restart something oh my
2: gosh so he destroys it so no one else can find it Uh and take advantage of it oh that's cool yeah another
1: cool thing is you go to ilum and he rebuilds his lightsaber i like it so you're going on like a crystal hunt like ahsoka and the younglings yeah and you're going and you're like swimming in the ice you're like melting doors to caves it's like so
2: fucking cool that's awesome but that's the story to jedi fallen order yeah okay Yeah, so that's the end of it. Is you getting saved from the water by the night sister and destroying Mm -hmm. the holocron? Yep. So pretty much. How long do you think the whole thing takes place over? The course of is it like a month, couple weeks? Only a couple weeks. Really? Yeah.
1: Interesting.
2: Yeah. So it was
1: really good. So Siri
2: Siri lives and Cal lives. Yeah, they don't don't die. They all live. Just oh, I green. just assumed that they were all going to die at the end of it, because then where the fuck do they end up? Where are they in the story, like in the Skywalker saga or during the like building of the rebellion, flying around shit? What would you What would you guess Kel does? Where do you think he ends up? What if they meet up with Rebels people somehow? Maybe, or with Cassian? Yeah, in the series, how cool would it see, be to see like a night Sister and Ahsoka interact? Yeah, <gasps> a good night Sister,
1: I guess. Yeah, is she, is she, I mean, they weren't inherently bad. They were just very clanny. Yeah, you know. I mean,
2: they kind of used dark side magic. their Their magic oh. was pretty dark sidey. Yeah. If if there was a spectrum, that's where I would I would probably have it leaning towards that. I guess.
1: I mean, it could be used for good and shit. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, what do you think? Like, what would Cal be doing during the Age of the Rebellion? Like, while all that was coming up, like, what would he be? What was, like, his hobby or whatever that he would be interested if he was, like, trying to figure out how to spend his time?
1: That's a good question. So, again, I finished it at, like, 3 in the morning. And I don't remember the exact conversation they had at the end. But uh, I think they were going to try to, like, find ways to be of use. Hmm. So, I don't know. I wonder if there'll be, like, a book or anything. Or comics. I don't know that game was so fun. Once I finally figured out how to use the map. Yeah. Which took me a little too long. I didn't realize I had to press the mouse pad thing. That's funny. But that's okay. Yeah. All right. So that's it. It was a really great story.
2: I like it. Were you that's entertained? Great. I was. That's that's really cool. I kind of want to like, I'm even more now motivated to actually go sit and watch like the cutscenes, so that I can, mm-hmm. I can actually get the full story regardless of how long it sits, it takes yeah but that was great that was a great like intro like it's motivating for me to go watch it I'm not gonna play the game but it's, it'll it's, take you forever yeah I, I just it's not, it's not gonna happen yeah um so before we get into resistance finale do we want to do one more voicemail should we get one from Tom you read my mind let's get King Tom's voicemail up in here it is lovely so yeah let's go let's hear from King Tom
5: yay hey there Alice and Laura I wanted to congratulate you on the milestone of having a a podcast that's reached one year. That's that's something definitely to be proud of. And you guys, Forced Toast is a great podcast. And more than congratulate you, I wanted to thank you because you two have managed to make every other Tuesday a little bit better for me. I usually listen at work. And I started listening probably in early March. I want to say one of my first episodes was your, you know, tips and tricks about Chicago before a celebration episode. And unfortunately, I can't drink along with you. Usually, you know, I'm stuck with either tea or Kool-Aid or sometimes water. But it's just very entertaining, and Forced Toast is a great way to spend some time while at work on a Tuesday. So I wanted to thank you for all the work and everything, um that you've put in into making the podcast, because I know it's not easy. But you guys, it it seems easy for you. And as a listener, it's also very fun. So thank you. Keep up the great podcast. And I will talk with you ladies later.
2: I remember the first time that we got an email from King Tom, I was like, so surprised and flattered because I was just like, I listen to so many shows that you like write into. And now I'm like, this is like a really big moment for me that you... Are writing into the show that uh, yeah. I get to be involved in. Like this is so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Holy fuck, Tom!"
2: Yeah, very, oh. very honored. I love that he like listens to our show. He's like very active in interacting with us on Twitter and stuff too, which I love. Yeah. So, and Star Wars
1: podcasting realm, he is he is king. Yeah, That's I also true.
2: I like messaged <sighs> him one day when I was like kind of first sort of mulling over the idea of getting into reading some of the comics. Yeah. And just being like, you know, I kind of was bouncing off ideas being like, you know, what do you recommend for like Marvel Unlimited? And he's like, well, you would use it for this. And he kind of walked me through and gave me like a really good 101 on like what the best way to kind of start pursuing this is, which I really appreciated because yeah. I knew that he knew a lot about comics because he reads them. But yeah, good times. That's awesome. Yeah. He was so nice about it. I was like, um, I'm sorry to be like a girl about this, but can you like mansplain comics to me? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's totally fine. Let me let me walk you through it. It was great.
3: Yay. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So Yay. yeah, now it's
2: back to a uh, recap on tap. So why don't you <laughs> jump into the Star Wars Resistance finale, the yes. series finale. Series finale. I'm going to miss it.
1: It's called The Escape, and it's a double-sized episode. So this was like an hour-ish long, 40 minutes long? 40, okay. yeah. Got it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. There's nothing to do with The Rise of Skywalker in it. <sighs>
2: literally nothing
1: literally nothing
2: oh my god
1: yep i know (laughs) i was a little disappointed but that's okay
2: disappointed but not
1: surprised i imagine well i was kind of surprised to be honest because i thought that's what was gonna happen so we start off there's a Star Destroyer flying around at light speed. Tam and Bichard are gossiping about some big mission and they arrive back at Aeos. So Aeos is the fishy folk planet.
2: Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. And they're like, Tam's like, oh, what are we doing here? Bitchard is fucking stoked because he's like, yeah, we're gonna shoot the shit out of all of them. And Tam's like, uh, but there's a lot of innocent people dying, so I don't know how I feel like about that. And Bitchard's just like, fuck yeah, explosions, woo!
2: Okay, bitchard's a psycho.
1: Yeah, bitchard fucking sucks. Hashtag bitchard is canon. (laughs)
2: Did you like that? I wondered (laughs) if you'd like that tweet.
1: (laughs) I loved it. Um, Anyway, so Tam's like moping around,
2: and she sees a mouse droid and captures it. A mouse droid? She Uh captures a mouse droid? Can't she just have a mouse droid at her disposal whenever she wants one? Well, she captures this one. I guess this one's in charge of doing updates to okay. th- shit.
1: Anyway, she captures a mouse droid and she does some magic button pressing so that way it can help her with something she wants to do. Okay. Meanwhile, Tierney and Brass Fixture Trooper are Skyping with Hux and Kylo... Oh, boy. Mm, yeah, Kylo shows up. Hey, and boy. they're like, hey, listen, we killed all the fishy folk on Aos. Aos. Kylo's like, Tyranny, you suck. I'm annoyed. You need to get the Colossus or else, bitch and um yeah so her and Breast fixture trooper like mm, okay but he force skypes both of their hands onto their blasters so like they each start grabbing their own blasters and they each start pointing their blasters at each other's heads whoa yeah
2: whoa yeah kylo
1: does that over skype and he's like yep see what i can do so mm, you better not fuck up again because or else god that's so hot i love it all right okay yeah so that happens. And then Tam uses the mouse droid to break into Tierney's office so she can get her comm link back. Okay. So I don't know if you recall, but a long time ago, Cass had left a comm link with Tam. Okay. And to, like, try to reach out to her, which was very dangerous and selfish of him. hmm And she gave it over to Tierney. And I think, like, a couple of episodes ago, Tierney is like, Tam, I knew you were a winner when you gave me this com link. Anyway... Tam uses the mouse droid to help her break in and get the comm link back because she's going to go, like, try to escape, basically. Oh,
2: she's, like, decided, like, I'm yes. done with this First Order horseshit?
1: Yep. Yeah. All right, Tam. Yep. Dope. So then she's, like, running around with the mouse droid again, and she plugs the Com link into the mouse droid. Then we're on the Colossus, and we see Niku and Kaz, like, doing shit. And Niku's like, hey, Kaz, you're doing... A lot better. In normal people words, wow. And then he tells some story of the old days where he would have just fucked up and they would have had a chuckle at his expense. (laughs) Because Kaz sucks at fixing things or being of, like, any sort of useful. Uh Which is amazing. So, da-da-da. They have
2: to establish, like, out loud that we've had character growth with Kaz. We can't just like observe that. Like we have to have Niku actually say it. No, they
1: they they just have to keep calling Kaz an idiot. There's <laughs> at some point in this episode, someone else calls him catastrophe. Like it it just never ends. Sick burn. Yeah, sick <laughs> burn. Ouch. Third degree. So, um, Kaz's comm starts beeping, and it's like the special code. And Niku's like, "Oh yeah, me and Tam used to use that code to talk shit about you behind your back." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Basically, the code says, meet me in three cycles at the place where Bebo lives. We love Bebo. Do you remember Bebo? Yes, Bebo. Bebo is like this little pet that Niku had that oh, shouldn't have really been a pet. Got it. And
2: okay. Yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. smelled funky. This is like season one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got There's it. There's only two seasons. Okay. It's just been a long two seasons. Yeah, I know it has. Yeah. I feel like that was like four years
1: ago. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, so they go back to Castellan. Okay. And Yeager is like, yeah, I'll go with Kaz to go, like, meet her. Like, we trust that she's, like, really sincere and Wait, do to Wait, ta- do
2: they take the entire Colossus back to Castle? No, okay. They Okay, no. like a little transport shuttle or something? Yes. okay,
1: yeah. Doza's like, mm. so Yeager is like, all right, Kaz and I are going to go. Doza's like, uh, no, ain't no way. It could be a trap. Yeah. But then Venice is there, and she's like, hmm maybe not when i was talking to her like i kind of you know think that maybe she you know sorted that shit out so bye guys may the force be with you peace out blah 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 blah. okay all right so we have two people going to go rescue tam and cb23 is going with them as well because cb23 is good she's the mvp of
2: this episode so the two people are kaz and who else jägermeister okay got it nikki doesn't get to go correct got it yeah we wouldn't would not want
1: Niku on this mission. Too much Niku. Yeah. Right. Got it. Well, no, it's not too much Niku. It's just Niku would not be appropriate for this mission. Yeah. Feels like too much Niku, but I, I hear what you're saying. Got I it. I love Niku. He's so funny. <laughs> He's so funny at the accidental backhanded compliments. It's great. So now we're back to the Star Destroyer and we see Tam trying shenanigans, but Tyranny's suspicious. So she's like, Bitchard, you better follow her around. And She's like basically um, Tam's now a squadron leader because remember in last episode, like there's an old lady in charge and the old lady got shot down. So they're like, oh, Tam, you're the leader now. Yeah. And Tam's like, oh, OK. Um, mm. And she's like trying to like sneak her way onto a tie and kind of failing because Bitchard's following her. And she's like, I'm going to lead a training exercise because uh, I'm squad leader now. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. So she makes, like, her group, after they leave the Star Destroyer, she's like, okay, we're going to go to this system, and it's the same system the Castellan's on. So that's kind of her plan. So it's like her and two other ties doing a, air quote, training mission to Castellon.
2: Seems risky that It'll, she wouldn't just go alone.
1: Yeah, but she wouldn't be able to go alone.
2: Yeah, because they'd be like, where the fuck are you going? And she'd be like, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: yeah, but as you'll see, Tam is a stone cold bitch. Got it. So um, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Brass Fixture and Tyranny figure it out pretty much immediately because they're not dummies. Mm-hmm. So they know something's wrong. Kaz and Jaegermeister are waiting and Tam shows up with a squad. She's like, hey, yo, don't shoot. It's a shuttle that's been missing that we've been looking for. So, like, the two other ties are like, oh, okay, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Bitchard is in the same tie as Tam.
2: He's, like, sitting back to back with her. Oh, they're doing, like, yeah, got it. So they're in, like, the special forces tie, like, Poe and were Yes. Got it.
1: And bitcher's like, oh, shit, that's Kaz. Like, everyone, fuck him up. And Tam's like, And the God audience damn is like, it. yeah,
2: do it. Yeah. So Tam
1: <laughs> elbows him in the face and then, like, punches him out. So he's kind of, like, knocked out, you know? Mm-hmm. And Tam's like, y'all, stop, like, like, no, everyone else, stop shooting. Like, just don't. Listen to me. I'm the leader. But they keep shooting. So she shoots down both of the other ties. Oh, fuck. Stone cold bitch. Boom. And, um... She don't know them. Biatch! So, she gets out. She hugs Kaz and Jaeger. And they're like, well, we've got to deal with Bitchard because he's here too and we can't leave him. Which they totally could have just pushed him in the water and let him drown. Right. So, Kaz somehow manages to carry his bitch ass into their shuttle. And Kaz, Bitchard, Jaegermeister, and Tam... And CB-23 are all in a shuttle. Mm -hmm. We're like, all right, sweet. We're going to go back to the Colossus. However, they get stuck in a tractor beam of the Star Destroyer with Brass Fixture Trooper and Tyranny. Oh, God. So that sucks.
2: So they, like, followed them somehow on this training mission.
1: Yeah, because they kind of knew what was up because they're not dummies. Got it. They're not dummies like Cass. So, anyway, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And Tam is like, hey, Jägermeister, remember that maneuver you told me about, like, at the Battle of Jakku? And I'm like, what? He fought at the Battle of Jakku? Whoa. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Anyway, so she's like, that's cool, you know, like, and he's like, yeah, I think that could work. I mean, it's really dangerous. And Kaz is just flopping around, like, at one of the, like, one of those used car yeah sales floppy people thing yeah just, like flopping like why aren't you telling me what's going on <laughs> you know and they're just like shut up so um basically bitchard wakes up kaz is pissed that they won't tell him the plan jaegermeister sets the shuttle to self-destruct whoa 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 bitchard and tam get arrested jaegermeister kaz and cb-23 Sneak out from the landing gear area. And the transport goes boom! There's lots of shooting and lots of running. So, meanwhile, the Colossus is trying to get in touch with that shuttle, but it can't, so everyone starts freaking out. Back on that Star Destroyer, Tam and Bitchard are being led away somewhere by execution troopers, like the ones in The Last Jedi with, you know, the, like...
2: yeah, the um Vibroaxe, I think is yeah. what they were called. Yeah, yeah. the Or Electroaxe or something. Yeah, Vibroaxe sounds Those. better. Yeah,
1: they're being led away by that. And um the execution troopers, like, they're so annoying. And Bitchard's like, well, I told you, like, I heard a thing and I know what, like, system they're in. And I told you and you shouldn't, like, be arresting me because I'm helping, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, shut the fuck out. So they, like, hit him in the face and knock him out Mm -hmm. so this is this episode is basically just Bitchard being knocked the fuck out all the time (laughs) and uh anyway when he wakes up again then tam punches him in the face and knocks him out again oh god so i know so So now just
2: killed him i'm like what are we wait what are we doing
1: Bitchard has no point like we don't we don't want anything to do with Bitchard. so somehow tan jaeger and kaz are all running around together with guns there's more shooting there's more running the people in the Colossus are like, okay, what should we do? Doza calls everyone to the bar and he's like, Hey guys, so we kind of need to have a vote. You know, do we go help our friends and kind of like fight the Star Destroyer? Or do we stay put or do we go somewhere else? And they're like, Ain't no fucking way. Meanwhile, they get a message from Kaz, and Kaz is like, Yo, your location's compromised. Like, just to let you know, da 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 da. Uh, um, bum, 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 and everyone's like, "Okay, well then we should definitely like piece the fuck out of this area because we don't want to be caught by the star destroyer." Yeah, but Aunt Z stands up on her bar and is like, "Okay, hold up, we're gonna go help them. Everyone's stopping a fucking pussy. Let's fucking fight! booyah yeah!" And then they start plotting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So our heroes are trying to escape the star destroyer, but they walk into a trap. Except for CB, because CB's good girl. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Colossus is setting up all the guns and shit, and the Aces are all getting ready to go room for room because they're like they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. They know that Star Destroyers are coming, and they're gonna like put up a good fight, which is good. So, Tyranny and Brass Fixture Trooper lecture our heroes. But then when they arrive at the Colossus location, so they're all like, cool, you guys can stand by these windows and watch all your friends die. Won't that be great? They love doing that in Star Wars, don't they?
2: Yeah, they really do. It's kind of their thing. They all get off on it.
1: They really do. Yeah.
2: Huh. Anyway. um, Quick question. Is this is Phasma still alive in this time period, or do we think she's dead? Like, how close are we to The Last Jedi? Because we learned that we're not in the time frame of, Rise of Skywalker, so this must still be around the time of The Last Jedi. Not clear? Uh, they, Kylo is called Supreme Leader. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, after. Got it. Yeah,
1: so they're about the timeline with Rise of Skywalker, even though they don't even fucking help out at all,
2: that we're aware of. Well, there's, like, so they're just somewhere in that year-long gap, Yeah. Right? So they're somewhere.
1: Who cares? So, anyway, Brass, Fiction, and Tierney are like, all right, watch your friends die. Okay. This is going to be cool. Vanessa, Misa Vanessa, leads Jade Squadron to wreck shit up, but, like, a million Ties show up, so that really fucking sucks, mm. and their goal, like, the Aces' goal is to attack the thrusters of the Star Destroyer to disable it. That's, like, I think that's one of, the, like, a level in Battlefront 2, where okay. you just, like, attack all the back of attack all the back of the Star Destroyer to, like, kind of stop it from working. Got it. But the shields are still up. So, like, they're kind of having a hard time because there's only, like, I don't know, six or seven eases, and they're just trying to blow up the back half of a Star Destroyer, and it's not really working. So CB-23, like, somehow knows what's going on, running around incognito on Star Destroyer, doing some computer shit, uh colossus is taking hits shields are going down it's oh my god and then cb takes down the star destroyer shields
2: oh nice
1: yes cb does it from just like a regular ass port in the middle of nowhere on that fucking ship which is great so cb 23 wins so hard at helping everyone and that is amazing so somehow, like, from all the shooting and, like, shaking, our heroes on the bridge get guns and shit. They escape. Cass is holding one of the room things. Vibro axe.
2: Oh, the Vibro axe. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: which is kind of cool, but it's also very useless seeming because everyone else is using laser guns. And I'm like, well, is that really going to help you much? He brought
2: a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Literally. Yes. <Idiot. laughs> yes. Um, let's see dun, 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 dun. CB's helping everyone everyone's shooting more shooting more shooting mm, Kaz, Jägermeister, Tam and CB are all trying to escape one last fight with Brass Fixture Trooper but CB23 saves the day um, unfortunately CB23 gets hit with one of those execution stick pull things And gets injured. Oh, no. But she's okay.
2: Okay. She's okay. Okay.
1: So they all get into a transport, and they're, like, heading towards the Colossus. And they're like, hey, guys, like, we're going to be coming in a transport. Don't shoot at us. Because in the meantime, these other transports land on the Colossus. And it's transports kind of like we saw in The Rise of Skywalker, where they just, like, land on a ship, and they're, like, full of troops. So all of these First Order troops are landing on the Colossus, and everyone's trying to fight them. So, like... They're doing all sorts of stupid shit. It's like, you know, in Home Alone where you have, like, the stupid ways to beat stuff. Yeah, they're
2: like booby traps.
1: Yeah, like someone's, like, waxing the floor and, like, pushes their waxer in their general direction and they fall over. And they're just fighting in their own special way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Anyhow. Anyhow. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. So Tyranny skypes with Kylo. She's like, yo, I need extra support. Kylo's like, meh, fuck you. Force choke boom. And oh, God. Uh, she, that's how she dies. They don't show it, but I'm pretty sure that was, that's uh, what happened. Got it. So the aces finish off the Star Destroyer. Many successes. And then Tam walks into her old workshop with a big smile, and Niku gives her a big, excited hug and mm-hmm. says, Things will be so much easier with you back and so much more efficient. Sick burn.
2: Mm-hmm. Sick burn at
1: Then everyone goes back to the bar and Anzi gives them all drinks. Touching moments and shit. The end.
2: Oh, God. That's the end. What a dumb, pointless story. God, I feel like I saw so many people (sighs) posting about how the finale of Resistance was really good. That whole two seasons of that entire show is, like, so pointless. (laughs) I guess it was very, like, heartfelt and touching
1: and something or whatever. But that's only if you have a heart. So, mm, yeah, I was disappointed. I wanted like more death. I wanted more fighting. I wanted like Rise of Skywalker tie-in. Do we I not wanted, even like, see
2: Bitcher die? We don't even know how his story resolves. I'm pretty sure the whole Star story explodes. Okay,
1: so therefore he dies. Okay, but Interesting.
2: yeah, yikes. Well, I'm for one, I'm glad that it's over because mm-hmm. I just don't. I as much as I like your recaps because I think they're fun and silly. Like I just don't care about this show like I just don't I'm so glad that it's over so I don't have to like do this anymore (laughs) and like hear about these dumb characters I don't care about that have no effect on the bigger story at all yeah like there I I mean were there was there any redeeming quality for you was there any redeeming character like you say you like Niku and like CB 23 is really cute and we get a little bit of like Poe in season one doesn't sound like he's in season two at all like, I mean, is there anything that redeems this show for you in your eyes?
1: Mm, I mean, I don't think I'd watch it again.
2: No. So.
1: Teach their own. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Whatever.
2: Yeah, I mean, if, if people like the show, that's fine. I mean, like, I'm sitting here listening to the entire thing. And I just am like, you know, it just doesn't feel like it made any difference. It
1: wasn't compelling. No. But I understand. It's It's aimed
2: at... A younger audience. This show year Yeah, this show wasn't made for you and me. And no. that's fine. And that's okay. They can make... You know, that's the reason that we don't read the middle grade and younger novels. Those things aren't made for us. Yeah. So it just doesn't feel like it's, <laughs> it's important.
1: It's just fun to recap from, like, our jaded soul lens. Yeah. Basically. Agreed. But, so if you like it, that's great. If you don't, that's great. Uh, we weren't super fans. There were a handful of very very good and interesting episodes but for the most part it was just a lot of like filler and emo gunk
2: like i feel like kaz was supposed to be the main character of this and he had no growth or anything he's, he's just, just the, the same butt of the jokes he's just the same bumbling fool he was in season one like yeah. that's the whole thing with Star Wars. if you're gonna like start with an annoying character eventually you have to do something with them to redeem them yeah like they didn't Like, I feel like they gave up on him at some point. And they were just like, I don't know, focus on Tam. Yeah. I love Tam. Like, she had interesting arcs. Tam's so interesting. And especially
1: ever since we saw that, like, Sisters of the Force or whatever. Yeah. That panel was with her in it. And her talking about getting over her speech disability yeah to be a voice actor oh my god i love her so much
2: no that's cool like and she, i'm glad that her character at the very least got like an interesting arc over the course of two seasons like she had interesting yeah. stories to tell and should have been the main character of the show not fucking kaz yeah there was like too much emphasis i think on him from the get-go
1: mm-hmm yep oh well yeah that is it for resistance He from henceforth the resistance recaps on tap have ceased to be. They've
2: ceased to be, but that's okay. We're gonna find other stuff to recap. Like we'll Rest in peace. We'll start doing like maybe we start doing recap on tap more of that style for like the novels. Mm-hmm. or something like I want to do them for the comics they're just the comics haven't been very interesting yet we kind of did it for the Kylo comics like yeah we'll figure it out we'll keep this going because these are all fun right. they're fun for us to do and for, fun for us to write and that you know it's a good time
1: yeah totally all right listener email tweets voicemails and
2: stuff sure this first one is sort of along the same lines as books we talked about books a little bit already so let's dive into this one from um one of our listeners on twitter She is at Lickle underscore Pickle. (laughs) I love this. I love that name. She sent us a DM. Ladies, I'd love to hear your take on this as persons who are much better versed in the books and the prequels than me and my toast loving amigos. And she sent us a link to some tweets from EK Johnston. So this is going to be an interesting discussion, I think. Um, EK Johnston has been stirring the pot a little bit the last couple weeks on Twitter with some of her Padme takes. So she got a question from some journalists in Salt Lake City. Will the Queen's Shadow series continue long enough for Sabe to sit Padme down and tell her she's too good for Anakin? Um, Apparently, this journalist did not see Revenge of the Sith, I think, because I don't like why would that happen if we didn't Well,
1: also, know. Queen's Peril takes place That's after a pre- Phantom Menace. <laughs> well, it's a pre-
2: yeah, it's a prequel. So I think she's what she's asking is there going to be a sequel, which I obviously I don't think there is going to no. be. Um, so E.K. Johnson retweeted that question. And quoted, uh, or she responded to that question and said, I have a lot of feelings about this because it's not like Padme was herself unaware of the red flags. She sees him go pretty dark and attack the clones, but she's always trusted her heart when she's unsure. And she made her choices right up to the part where she tries to dump him. This is what got people...
1: Yeah, I think that Rather. and then the following, up, uh, the follow on tweet. Yeah, of, because Mustafar is definitely a breakup speech and she's doing it in person because she loves him. And that's her last mistake. And it's a mistake women make for love with some frequency.
2: Did I read that right? Yeah, you got it okay. all. This is an interesting take. It's caused a lot of drama. Yeah, because I think basically what, what I think the general reaction that I saw in my timeline is this wasn't a breakup speech. How the fuck did you interpret it as such?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, in my mind, the intent was not a breakup speech. The intent was to turn him back around because, I mean, she was like, oh, you killed all those sand people? Okay, that's a bummer, but... Uh, I guess you yep. were kind
2: of justified. Like, you yeah, were mad, like, that's I fine. Yeah, I can see it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, is this shit true that Obi-Wan said? Because that's kind of a bummer. But here I have this idea. It's your last out. Like, let's go and do this. You know, let's go to the lake country and have the baby there. Blah, 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 blah. So I don't feel that her intent was a breakup speech. But her intent was an ultimatum, which I guess one could maybe interpret as a breakup type speech because it's like oh come with me oh you're not going to come with me well you're going down a path I can't follow so it's either you come with me or it's done
2: I don't think she had any idea in her mind that he wouldn't come with her yeah I, well I don't... I don't
1: think the intent was the intent was not to break up with him but yeah it, it turned into an ultimatum yeah
2: I think that was sort of a last that was the idea was that she just didn't think it was going to come to that but yeah I, I mean I, I read this tweet and i actually i went back and like watched the end of revenge of the sith because i'm just like i don't know if ek johnson and i watched the same movie like i feel like i i I don't know i i was just really confused by this because she says i mean this is the last thing padme says to anakin before he chokes her she goes because of what you've done what you plan to do stop stop now come back i love you that's the last thing she says to him yeah. before he chokes her, and she says, I think, no once or twice more while he's choking her, but that's it. So um, what does E.K. Johnson think that breaking up sounds like? like is-
1: I, I'm thinking what she was taking is the ultimatum part, because there's no way Padme's intent was to break up. Her intent was to... Have them be together and have everything work out and just,
2: like... They would just escape and, like, escape all of it and leave all of it behind. that was the
1: intent. And I think maybe she was focusing heavily on, you're going down a path that I can't follow. And if you focus on that hard, that would be an ultimatum breakup type thing. But I don't think that... That was not her intent or desire. That's just a consequence of his reaction to what she was trying to say.
2: I mean, that's one interpretation, I guess, of what, you know, it it sounds like you're trying to, like, I mean, give her a little bit of credit, which I, I can appreciate. Well, I'm not. I'm just,
1: like, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see why she would say that because it doesn't make sense to me. But to me, I'm thinking of it as ultimatum equals breakup. Basically, or like intent of potential breakup, but yeah. not wanting to.
2: But that reads to me as like she, her long term plan was an ultimatum. Where I, whereas the ultimatum came right at the last minute. She didn't. E.K. Johnson's making it think, making it sound like she, like Padme went to Mustafar to break up with Anakin. Yeah,
1: I definitely don't. I definitely don't agree with no that piece because her intent was in no way, shape, or form to break up with him. No. So maybe it's miss. All I can imagine is that it's some sort of misspeaking or just focusing on the ultimatum part of the conversation, which did not last very long. No. But, yeah, intent-wise, I, I definitely do not think that was Padme's intent. Yeah. I mean, he slaughtered a whole fucking village. And she was like, huh, okay, let's yeah. go Genosis. party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that happened. All right, cool. Yeah. Next. Yeah.
2: I'm not really known for my, like, amazing Padme takes. I I really liked her in Throne Alliances, and I really liked her in Queen Shadow, but I don't care for her as a character as a whole. So I don't know how qualified I am to be making any kind of assumption about her at all. But this just seems like a really interesting take from E.K. Johnson on this. I don't know. Well, she
1: leaned into it really hard, too. But again, I'm just trying to think about it. Where she could have grasped that from why she leaned in so hard to that piece and maybe some confusion happened in her writing. I'm like,
2: did she just like go read a bunch of fan fiction and like not pull, like she needed to like pull herself out of it or something. And like, I feel like she read something read a story none of us read (laughs) like I don't know this is just it's such a strange take but yeah you're you're right she really did lean into it really hard it's like you could have actually super leaned into it there were a lot of opportunities for you to go back and pull back a little bit but she was just like nope let's do it
1: well also with the question in general I was like oh well do you think Sabe could have said that Anakin was bad for her and I'm just like well Mm, that's not at all where Queen's peril is taking place. Like she could have just shot the question down and maybe she got flustered and confused. You know, like stuff could happen. I don't agree with what she said. Yeah. There are pieces that I think maybe could have been pulled out of context or uh, I can't talk about anymore. But (laughs) overall, I don't agree with what she said. I just I think maybe something funky just had to have gone on yeah exactly
2: and that's all all right well yeah thanks for the question nickle pickle i like your name
1: <laughs> me too i love it it always gives me a good laugh it's
2: fun to say yay i don't know if that's the answer you're going for but yeah like, <laughs> i don't know I'll, I'll be interesting to see where queen's peril takes us and if this ends up being a series of three where the third book takes place that'll that'll be interesting to sort of see where this mm, goes mm-hmm. if there is a third book could be her lonely pregnancy yeah Who knows? So, Maria's voicemail is next. We've got, uh, more anniversary stuff here to celebrate. So let me pull that up and let's get into it.
0: Hey, Alice. Hey, Laura. It's me, Maria. Um, so I hope this message finds you well. Um, I hope my anniversary surprises are being enjoyed right now. Um, it's been a year. I can't believe it. Um. I don't know if I have a favorite episode. Um, I really like 20, All You Need Is Log. Uh, That was a really good one. Um, Because I was a Red and Stimpy kid when I was um, a youngster. So I could identify with that. That one was really good. Vanessa was really good. Um, There's a lot of really good ones. And Honorable Mention, uh, the Sith List appearance. I felt like I really got to know who you guys are, um, through the little newlywed game, um, and I'm like, oh, my imaginary friends are just like me, um, this podcast is amazing, like, it really gives me a lot to look forward to every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, I don't always get to hang out with adults, um, because I have a kid now, and work is worky, so I don't always have a chance to really talk, um, but yeah, you guys get me through, man, um, I guess you know you've made it when you've got haters. So, congratulations to you both on on your haters. Um, that means that you're doing something worth mentioning. So that's awesome. Um, Pump Pump Done was also funny. I really liked the Queen's Shadow review you guys did. I'm I'm excited for Queen's Peril, and I'll get that one too and read along, and and we'll do another review on that. I'm excited for that. What a time to be a fan. You know what I mean? We're so close to Clone Wars. It's amazing. I swear to Corey. Uh, it's, it's just a... What a time to be alive, man. I never thought I'd get an ending. So I'm really excited for whatever the hell Dave Filoni's gonna do next. Um, what about Mandalorian? Any speculation for season two? or excited for it, I guess? I could ask you that. I know Alice just did an episode two rewatch... What are you most passionate about in episode two? Like, I know you're a prequels lady and I respect that. Um, There's a lot of really badass shit going on in the prequels. So I think they get, I think they get a bad name, but uh, I'd love to know more about why Alice loves them. And if Laura does as well, why or why not? Yeah. So, um, wish you ladies the best. Love you as always can't wait to see you guys at celebration that's gonna be a fucking amazing so um all right enjoy love you ladies bye thanks maria
2: a lovely voicemail as always from one of our friends yay yeah also kind of from the beginning looking forward to them cupcakes Fuck yeah. Um so Maria was asking a couple of questions. She specifically talked about um any speculation about season two of Mandalorian. Do you have anything that you're kind of hoping to see, thinking we're gonna see? What do you what do you think? Oh, I don't have any
1: speculation.
2: I mean, I know like Maria was
1: actually the one that brought up thinking that he's gonna go back to the Yoda Village to drop the baby Yoda off. Yeah. But other than that, I'm down for whatever. That
2: fucking show kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't. I don't really have any expectations, to be honest. I'm not sure. I really am hoping that, like, I mean, they. I feel like they hinted a couple times that Ryan Johnson would want to direct an episode, and I, mm-hmm. I really just hope that that happens. I would like yeah. to see that, um, and I sincerely hope that they're bringing Taika Waititi back to do more <gasps> oh, directing because he just. I thought that those were just like that was like, he just did such a good job with the finale. I loved the finale so much; it was so perfect.
1: Wasn't there a rumor? Like some rumor floating around about a movie announcement in January.
2: Yeah, that we were, we were supposed to get a mo- the next Star Wars movie announcement th- last month, and we didn't. Okay. <laughs> there was also rumor that he might get his own Star Wars film that he yeah. might get to direct, which would be very cool. Totally, um, I would totally be down. I just rewatched Thor Ragnarok again the other day. So good. That movie is by far and away, no, without question, the most rewatchable Marvel movie. Uh, yeah,
1: Jeff Goldblum and the best looking Hemsworth.
2: All of the stuff in it, I just fucking could watch. It over and over again, it's so funny. His f- humor is amazing, I just love it totally. Yeah, so, um, what about her other question? You, um, what are you most passionate about when it comes to Attack of the Clones? Mm-hmm. Because you're very vocal about how it's your favorite Star Wars movie. Do you want to get into a little bit of why you've talked about this a little yeah, bit? i'll know. just do
1: a quick rundown. The music fucking kicks ass, it does. Padme's a baller and looks awesome. I love the arena Padme costume. We see a ton of planets, which is cool. Obi-Wan, there's a lot of action. It's the first time we see, like, a shit ton of Jedi in action ever. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, we'd only seen two plus a Sith at a time. Yeah. You know? So we get to see all of that. We get to meet Count Dooku. We're just, like, traveling all over the place. We get that cool noise that we both like.
2: Yeah. Then the, uh, the this,
1: seismic charges yeah. exploding. Yeah. We get to see a lot more of Naboo. We get awkward albeit but we do get like a romance that is more natural feeling
2: you think it's more natural feeling than Han and Leia
1: I think Han and Leia is not I think to me a natural feeling romance is one that grows over time where you are in the same vicinity as someone for extended periods of time you know what I mean sure yeah but we you know we just we get a lot more and we see a lot more palpatine and like seeing how all the clones came to be it's just like nuts there's so much going on it's it's kind of hard to keep track of which yeah. is probably why it may not be super well received <laughs> but the music's awesome the costuming's awesome the overall like all of the little side storylines that are going on are awesome it's just like like Dex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's just like so much cool stuff going on that like has such a huge impact on other things in the saga that it's just it, it's it's awesome it's fun there's you just can't really get bored because there's so much going on
2: yeah you know it's a feast for the eyes there's a lot to see a lot to look at yeah a lot of learning to do
1: yeah
2: it's so fun and know.
1: especially now that we have the Clone Wars cartoon, and you're like, holy shit, like, I know all about, like, these Jedi that I saw, and, like, Geonosis, and yada yeah. yada. It's the first time we see the Death Star. Yeah. You know?
2: The Clone Wars gives so much more context, I think, to the prequels. Yeah. It just makes it so much more interesting to go back and rewatch after you have that context of six, what will be seven series, you know, or seasons of the Clone Wars.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. What do you love about it? Do you love anything about it, Laura? <laughs> I, I mean, I like a lot of the things. That, I wouldn't say I love a lot of the things that you just listed. I like a lot of the things that you just listed. Um, make, you know, I like being in the Star Wars universe. So it, no matter what, we get to play in that playground. And I get to be in the playground. And that's what I enjoy being in the most. So I, I do like some components of it. The thing that I can't will never be able to get past is the like just horrific dialogue in it. And... I know a lot of people have a hard time getting past that and appreciating the Clone Wars for what it is. It's never going to be my favorite Star Wars movie. It's probably always going to be my least favorite, mostly just based on that. I do think that it's kind of cool that George Lucas continues to do what he loves doing, which is make movies that push boundaries and Mm -hmm. utilize new technology and test new things and are probably paving the way for movies that will be out in 10, 20 years. Yeah. Kind of in the privacy of his own home. I love the idea that he's just sitting around making tons of Attack of the Clones movies. Like, that that just makes... It makes yeah. me smile. It makes me laugh. It makes me happy for him that he's just... do. That's what he's doing in his spare time. Um, but I will never be able to get past the fact that the dialogue in that movie is just so awkward and cringeworthy. And I just don't... I don't care for... I've already talked about how I don't care for Padme at all. I just don't. I think don't think she has any agency in the prequels at all. And it's so unfortunate. And they just she could have been such a cool character and i think they did her dirty but that i mean that's my opinion and you know you you listed a yeah. bunch of things that i really like about attack of the clones one of them is the music so there's that that's kind of where i'm coming from on it
1: that's fair yeah i can get over all that the prequels in general though like the use of technology and like the creativity and imagination and all the stuff that's never been done before that just like you said is used nowadays yeah still, or like oh yeah is you know still being worked on like that is really impressive and cool to me just like pushing those boundaries but i
2: mean like i don't yeah. think you would have the movie avatar without the star wars prequels you just wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't have a lot of stuff without the star wars prequels. no no or there's anything. just there's just so much you know there's so much what do they call it like not bridging the gap but like breaking boundaries that yeah george lucas and the people that he employed did when it came to the technology that made the prequels so totally they have to be applauded at least for that
1: holler and talk with clones
2: Sorry. all right next
1: up we have a nice email
2: yeah our friend joey on twitter sent us a nice message Hey, Allison, and Laura, I just wanted to wish you two a happy Forced Toast anniversary. I knew from the first episode that you two had something very special going on here, and it has been awesome seeing you two continue to put out such a quality show every episode. If and when you get a Patreon set up, I will be one of the first to sign up. You two have run many miles with me during my training. Um, side note, Joey ran the Chicago Marathon this past year, so yeah. he was doing a lot of training and posting stuff on Instagram, and it was fun. Um <laughs> So from Joey, kept me interested in laughing during some of my hardest workouts, and most importantly, you helped me and my fundraising efforts both by contributing directly as well as giving me a shout out on uh, during an episode. You are good people who also happen to like Star Wars, kind of the best combination you can get in a person, and I only wish continued success in all you do within the podcast as well as outside of it. One of your many holier-than-thou hoes, Joey. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. I love the sign-off, Joey. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, that was a really, really nice message. (laughs) I
1: know. Thanks, Joey. It was so good meeting you the couple of times we have. Hopefully more... More in the future.
2: Yeah, we've been really lucky to, that uh, Joey lives not too far, I think, outside of the city of Chicago. He did a fundraiser for uh, his his marathon training a couple months ago. And that was so fun to actually get to go meet in person and meet some of his family. And yeah, those of you who follow Joey on Twitter and or Instagram, you may have seen um, him reference his daughter Justine. She loves Star Wars as much as Joey does. And she gets, I think, a lot of joy out of it as he does. She has special needs. Um, and so this, I think coming up in a few months, they are going to go to Galaxy's Edge as part of a make a wish type of thing. So Joey was messaging me about it and telling me all about it and how they're they're kind of planning the trip and how excited he is and how excited she is for it. I think she's a really big Ray fan, which is kind of fun. Aww. So that'll be really special. I think for her to get to like actually meet Ray because Ray's like all over the place at Galaxy's Edge. Is she? And she's super interactive with like little kids. Like she always, she will find every single Ray costumed child and will like go hold their hand and talk to them and like Aww. hang out in the parade and stuff with them. It's really, really cute. Like I see these videos constantly and I got to see it in person a lot too. Oh, Justine's going to love it. I know. It's going to be really, really cool. Um, So yeah, that, it's one of those things that it's, it's nice that Make-A-Wish can make that kind of thing happen for people. So I don't think there's any way to like contribute directly to somebody's wish. But if, you know, if you're in a giving mood and you, you've, feel like contributing something really special throw a donation at make a wish at the illinois chapter Mm -hmm. um sometime this month it would just be i don't know a little nice shout out to uh joey and his daughter justine yeah yeah we'll post we'll find a link to post yeah we'll find that in our show notes and maybe we'll post something on twitter too because that's just awesome totally yeah okay so on our little anniversary episode here last but last but definitely not least We've got a uh, voicemail that came in from our friends at The Sith List. We teased at the beginning of the show we're going to be doing a guest spot with them later this month. We're really excited. Uh, But it was so nice. They sent us a a little surprise a couple days ago in the form of a voicemail congratulating us on our one-year anniversary. So here's our last voicemail of this episode.
6: Well, we just wanted to say a very happy one-year anniversary to the coolest girls in this here galaxy the force toast podcast so alice and laura congratulations from the sith list this is iraj and i know the guys also want to throw in some stuff you guys are one of my favorite star wars podcasts i love the banter i love just your whole approach to the production of the thing a plus but guys congratulations one year is monumental and uh keep it up man we can't wait to see you guys at celebration that's right You know by the way They've been down here twice And we haven't seen them
5: less
0: You know that right Yeah which means We need to step up We're just welcoming them To California that That's we right We apologize it.
6: They're very great In the, the quiz thing You know
5: I think I once had a question That stumped them So that's that that that's been the highlight Of my past year I think they just, But happy yeah. anniversary
6: This is a king. happy occasion You just have crap on them huh? well, He's the king you Are we allowed to say shit On their podcast I think we are
5: right.
6: Congrats on the one year anniversary Wonderful hanging out Can't wait to have you On the show again And can't wait to see you At celebration very soon They're coming on next week, boo. Oh, that's awesome. But I hope you don't wear that robe that you're wearing right now. You know what, boo? You should got to do, man. You do. (laughs) Alice and Laura, sorry about this voicemail, but congratulations. Happy one-year anniversary of the podcast. Can't wait for year number two, and we can't wait to have you on again. You're really one of our favorite guests that we've had on. We've had a blast, and keep up the great work.
2: I have spoken.
0: Oh so
1: fucking fun they are ridiculous <laughs> humans and i
2: love them all equally uh, all in the best way <laughs> thank you so much you guys that's so nice i feel so special that like that's great <laughs>
1: <laughs> was so wonderful yeah yes thank you
2: made my <sighs> afternoon uh, i think i was at work when that came in yeah it was like 4 30 and i was right at the end of my day and i was just like i don't want to do any more work today and that came in i <laughs> said so listen to it and i was just giggling it just made my day it was awesome.
1: yeah i was getting ready to see birds of prey and for some reason getting really worked up and upset for no reason and then you were like
2: listen to this and i was like
1: oh it makes me so happy it's
2: awesome yeah thanks guys fucking dope
1: <laughs> talk soon
2: all right one of the last things we got to do because we are going to get back into it um we said we would, and we have to do it now. We've committed. Uh We're going to do a little bit of trivia. Trivs. 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 trips. It's going to be great. All right. Three questions each. We're just doing Trivial Pursuit. We're going to be quick. It's going to be awesome. Pick the hardest three you got. Give them to me. Okay. Okay.
1: Who predicts before the Battle of Yavin, this will be a day long remembered? Darth Vader. Shit. I didn't know that one. Um... What are Princess Leia's first two words after Luke Skywalker
2: reveals their siblings? Mm, That's a really good
0: question.
2: (laughs) My five seconds is up. (laughs) Uh, Please repeat the question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) JTE rule, you get two more. I get one, yeah. Uh, What are Princess Leia's first two words after Luke Skywalker reveals that they are siblings? Your father?
0: question mark
2: i know oh god damn it somehow i've Mm -hmm. always known fuck me all right damn it all right cool
1: let's see which port city is home to tatooine's famed grand arena
2: mosespa
1: yes i've never heard that referenced has grand arena before
2: i have i knew Boon that Eve. yeah that's i knew that that was what it was called because i always thought it was weird that it didn't have a specific name all right
1: sock it to me all, all right feel hard.
2: yeah no i'm not going to give you the hardest ones but there i only have one prequel one so you're gonna have to live with that all right um let's see what species <laughs> are the spies who uncover crucial information about the second death star
1: many Bothans.
2: they are many indeed the Bothans. Here's your prequel question. What two Neimoidians are informed that their visiting Republic ambassadors are Jedi Knights? Oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> Newt Gunray and Rune something.
2: It's not Rune in this Lot one. Lot Dodd. Nope. Some other fuck. Dulte Do- Dauphine. God damn it, I He's... hate those
1: Neimoidians. I know.
2: They're like, Those are hard. I, I have spent, like, at least... I've spent many minutes studying the differences between <laughs> Rune Hako and Dolté Dolphine's outfits because that's the only way I can distinguish the yeah. two of them.
1: Yeah, I can only remember three, and it's Newt Lot and Rune. Yeah, Oh, well,
2: <laughs> Dolté Dolphin, A
1: for effort. Yeah,
2: here's your last one. Uh, the this is a harder one, actually. Maybe I give um. you an easier one. That's no, fine. Just, just Let's I'm going to do the harder one because um, I actually questioned this one when I read it. The Death Star's thermal exhaust port leads directly to what? The actuator? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Is that I, a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard of it. Uh, a reactor. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know the answer to that. I was just like I would I think I would have guessed something a little more complicated actuator. that would have had the word reactor at I the end. I think the
1: actuator is like a car part or something. I don't know shit about cars, so I'll All take your right. word for it. Yeah, fuck it.
2: That was fun. All, All right. right. We, we did okay. We- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did okay. We have trivia Monday to prep for.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> we, We've got a lot you of You would never to do. know that we had just won a Star Wars trivia competition given <laughs> those know. cards. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Shit fuck. Yep. Oh well, whatever. Um what to expect
1: from next episode. Kylo Ren Issue 3. The Rise
2: of Kylo Ren. I'm excited. Uh the, we read the preview this episode, so stay tuned for the full recap on tap of Kylo Ren Issue 3.
1: And we will also have a very special version of recap on tap with a special guest for the
2: premiere of the clone wars yeah we're excited so we're just gonna have the one episode by the time that we yes. record next yeah okay. yeah it's
1: coming out the day before okay. we record
2: so if you've been staying up to date with our clone wars recap on tap bonus series we'll have part three out before the new season starts Mm-hmm. We well, don't know when yet. We'll let yeah, you know.
1: And we have to decide what episodes we want to watch, so whatever.
2: Yeah, so stay it's tuned fine. for that. We'll have it out probably like <laughs> 2 days before. I'm hoping we'll have it out by Wednesday. We'll see. Yeah. Whatever. Stay tuned.
1: However it works, it works. Yeah. And our toast too. I think we're sharing it this week.
2: Yeah, we're going to share our toast, too, because we need to give a shout outs to a couple of people that were really nice. Again, we, you know, we, we played our, our fun voicemails and emails in this episode. We got a ton of really, really nice tweet tributes, even on Instagram from people of just congratulating us on our one year anniversary. And we really appreciate those. We do need to shout out um, a couple additional people because our friend Luis who is out in L.A. that we got to hang out with at a Shmoedown, he sent us a cheesecake, which is so fun and cool and exciting. (laughs) We're so excited. (laughs) I fucking love cheesecake, so I was, like, so surprised and excited for this, so I can't wait for that. (laughs)
1: Andy gave us liquor money <laughs>
2: yeah Andy is our like our pre-patreon supporter and he yeah he sent us a nice little gift uh Maria as well gave us booze cupcakes yeah unfortunately I'm we don't so have excited. them they were supposed to get here they didn't there was something happened and they didn't make it but we'll have those here soon so boozy filled cupcakes so yeah thank you so much um to all of those people who sent us fun little trinkets and gifts and stuff you you guys just fucking rock andy maria luis you guys are fucking mvps and we really appreciate you thank you
1: and just everyone it means more than you know we work really hard and you know are just glad that we're bringing joy to others so hopefully we'll meet a bunch of you at celebration and otherwise we will uh keep playing around on the
2: twitter sphere yeah so that's our toast too for the week so that about that about wraps it up there you go i think so cool deal well thanks for
1: listening to our birthday episode i know we mix things up a little bit we are so happy to have you stick around and i know there are a bunch of new people so welcome to our world if you like what you hear give us a five star on the apple podcast and we really like fun reviews they're fun they make us happy If it's a five-star review, of course.
2: And uh, yeah. Yeah, don't swear in your review or um, post any death threats in it because Apple will filter those out. We'll still see them. Uh, we still get we've got a service that we can still see those, but yeah, they won't appear on Apple. So maybe keep that out of it. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Force Toast Pod. You can also follow Alice at Slaya All Day, and I am at shut up underscore Laura. Feel free to email the show or send us a voicemail at forcetoastpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean. Definitely Apple podcast where you can leave us a review, where we very much appreciate it. Yay!
1: kasha why kasha? It's from allergy. Okay. He says Kesha. kasha I'm gonna
2: go with Kesha. I like Kesha.
1: Booyah, Kesha. Okay. The end.
2: Yay!
0: Yay! Yeah,
1: Yay! Yeah, Yay! Yeah. It really smells like I'm about to drink soy sauce. You are.
2: Enjoy that. Ugh. Like I could dip sushi in it. I don't know if I'd go that far. Is this one of those hair ties? That's- my sister-in-law gave me one, but it wrinkled my hair,
5: so I was
0: like, okay, fine. I mean, like half my
2: hair is big, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking publican, public publican. This like a public publishing. I keep saying publican. Fuck. No, I know, but we have to drink it because we won this. We earned this disgusting slosh beer. Oh God! Yikes. Okay. We would have been
1: better off just getting second place.
2: <sighs> I'm gonna power through it. Yeah
1: something
2: behind my back no i'm just i'm trying to (laughs) i'm just trying to power through this i'm trying to psych myself up for it because this is (laughs)